Welcome to an exciting live stream about uh, the NFL free agency tampering period. And we have probably our biggest guest ever. <laughs> yeah, I think our biggest guest ever. Andrew Erickson is here. Welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm always happy to talk. Free agency frenzy, especially here on a Monday when it's still legal tampering period. So none of these deals are technically official till Wednesday, but... I don't even know why. Le I don't even know why it's called legal tamper. It's like, yeah, like we make deals, but no one's official. And then we always see a couple situations where I think it was like a couple years. I don't remember how many years ago it was that Frank Gore deal, where it was like Frank Gore was going to be an eagle, and they're like, nah, like he's not going to be yes. an eagle. He's going to be a colt. And that that was weird. And I think last year it was with uh, Randy Gregory, like he signed with Dallas, and then he moved back to like, no, I'm going to be I'm going to be a Bronco. So maybe we get something like that to spice things up a bit. But right now. The headline news is Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a Raider back with Josh McDaniels. Uh, it's kind of lackluster, but hey, we'll take what we can get. Yeah, I love it. it. It's always nice when I have someone on the show that I actually listen to their content. Usually what I do, did not have time to do it today, but I usually prepare some of their past things that I've heard. I don't go out of my way if I don't actually listen to their stuff, but for someone who's on Fantasy Pros, I've listened to many, you know, over 100 probably of your shows. They're all very good, but I usually come prepared with some takes that I remember uh, if I know I agree or disagree, um, but I totally uh, spaced on doing that. I, I do know you liked Cortland Sutton. Um, I do remember that one. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> still, still <no>. stings. <laughs> I know. Uh, but I, yeah, I, fuck. I was listening to your show recently, but everything, this has been a crazy week for me, like life and, and news wise. So it just kind of slipped out of my mind what you said, but oh, we have... Uh, Oh, there you are. <laughs> hey, sorry. Camera was No, up. you're you're good. You're good. Um, yeah, we might Hutch is probably gonna appear at some point when he gets when school is over. Uh <laughs> for him. Um, but yeah, I was uh I was just asking uh Andrew, tell us like about a little bit of what you talked about maybe last week in your content, like about people going into free agency. Did you have any like interesting thoughts or anything you wanted to share with the people? Well, the one thing that I was like super gun ho about was Odell Beckham being a Buffalo Bill. And oh. it, uh, it has nothing. I mean, they, he obviously flirted with them a little bit, like heading into last year with the, into the playoffs. So like there's some connection and some interest there that's just kind of apparent. But then the one thing that like I, I drew like a biggest, my biggest conclusion was the Bills hired a new wide receiver coach. And this wide receiver coach coached Odell Beckham Jr. at LSU in New York. In Cleveland, and soon to be Buffalo, like that. that it's just like it's just it's an interesting science. Like, why would they bring this guy in? Like, he's not a household name. His name is Andrew Henry, I believe. I'm, I'm sure that I, mean, I had no idea who yeah. he was until I was like, oh wow, like he has literally been everywhere where Odo. And it's been when Odo Beckham's had some of his better seasons. You know, it wasn't in these bad seasons with the Giants or with the Browns that he was the wide receivers coach. So I just thought it was an interesting nugget because a lot of the time, you know, like again, these are the, this is real jobs. And how do you get real jobs? You network. Who do you know? Like, do you feel comfortable in this situation? Now we like to obviously try to like pinpoint where it's like team needs, like this team needs a receiver. This team needs a running back. Where it's real like, who are the coaches? Like, what is this player's lifestyle? Like, like I'm sure Jalen Ramsey wanted to go to Miami because like, Oh yeah, there's no income tax. Like, yes. Like send me there. It's warm. So we tend to sometimes overlook that information. I try to take that extra step to look into those types of connections when I'm trying to peg players landing in certain places. Is there a coaching connection already in place? And a lot of times that actually will lead to teams getting 
sign in certain places with last year with Raheem Mostert. You know, I was always pegging into the Dolphins because Mike McDaniel was there and that's where he ended up. So those are some of the things I look at and the Odell Beckham one kind of point out because it's like a lot of teams could use him, obviously. And he looked pretty good in that workout. So if he's back to 100%, like he would be my number one receiver on in this free agent class for sure. Oh, really? So you, that's interesting. You would prefer, like if you were an NFL team, you'd prefer to sign Odell over like, I think for most people, either Juju or Jacoby Myers are the two names. I think the NFL seems to like Jacoby Myers a little bit better. But so you would prefer Odell over either of those? Yeah, I, yeah, I think that Odell has way more of an upside in terms of just like on a play-to-play basis. Like he can help flip the field versus Jacoby, who I think is more of a steady body a commodity. And I don't think he's a true difference maker. I think he's a good player. Um, and then Juju, the thing with him is I still think he has some weird knee problem. Like the, he's hit the open market like three different times. Hmm. And I've read things where he's had to get certain, like he said, he gets his knee drained at, at certain times. And, and that's why every time he hits free agency, he gets a one-year deal worth like under $10 million because nobody wants to commit to him long-term because they know about his knee problems or one specific knee problem. So that's why they don't commit to him. And then, Hey, you know, he makes it through the year and then it's, he's okay. But the last couple of years, he has been more banged up than actually on the field. Yeah. Um, so David, you're here. And to start, I know you have like a, a big obsession or you really like Kyle Pitts, right? I don't so. mind him. You don't mind it. <laughs> don't, How do you feel about the Falcons trading for Johnu Smith? How do you feel about that? Why don't we why don't we talk about that? It doesn't affect my Kyle Pitts valuation in any way, shape, go. or form. That's the correct, um, the correct take. I, I like that. I agree <laughs> that it's correct. But but yeah, t- tell us a little bit more about that. I think um, some people are taking it both ways. I mean, obviously they're trading for Johnu Smith. Some people are taking that somewhat. As a negative, uh, don't really see why. Some people are trying to kind of spin it into a positive where, okay, now they have Jonu, they can use him in line as a blocker, kind of frees up Kyle Pitts to be used more in like that slot wide receiver role as opposed to being kind of held in on blocking plays. But Atlanta also had a blocking tight end last year in Parker Hesse, and they were still kind of using Pitts and stealing some of his routes and turning them into in blocking plays. So, for me, I think the concerns with Kyle Pitts is more coaching staff quarterback related. And I don't really think Jody Smith alleviates either of those. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm still absolutely all in on Kyle Pitts for dynasty. I'm not trading him where I have him uh, unless you're giving me Mark Andrews and like a plus. Uh, other than that, I'm not so really. So then you're in- not trading him. I'm not really interested. You're not going to get that, so you're not trading. I I just got Andrews a two oh eight, I think, in a three in a league. People hate Kyle Pitts. I'm surprised you were able to get that. (laughs) A lot of people don't hate Kyle Pitts. Uh, The people who hate Kyle Pitts would, I don't think that ever rostered him in the first place. So I think that's kind of like a a split group there. Um, But yeah, Jonah Smith is not really changing anything for me in any way, shape, or form. It's, it's one of those things, I think the hope here is that Johnny Smith comes in and he and he takes over what the team had, Parker Hesse and Michael Pruitt and Anthony Ferks or all these other random tight ends that they'd have in rotation doing their own specific thing. Like the hope is that Johnny kind of comes in, takes those guys role and like you said, kind of frees up pits to be more of an attacking weapon and not have to be stuck in. But 
also, like you said, I think it's more of a coaching staff problem rather than, you know, not believing in the talent or anything like that. So, and, and I think it's, I mean, somewhat of a concern that obviously Johnu, some of his best years came with Arthur Smith back on the Titans and like, how much is he really going to be involved with, you know, the familiarity with the coaching staff. And so I, I really hope, you know, I, I don't think it's going to move pits down or any real huge value change, but I mean, we really have to hope that this is really more to to take away all those auxiliary kind of options that were kind of filling in separate little roles for the team and and kind of let Pitts and Janu be the main two. Yeah, and I, I think it's want... important. I'm sorry. I no, would just I want to say. Want... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, this was <laughs> what are we this... playing? Uh, no, no, this uh, was a coke. <laughs> no, this was a subject here. So go ahead. Well, I just want to say too, it's important to identify what the actual problems were with Kyle Pitts' production this year from a fantasy perspective and why he was not producing fantasy points. And it, even though he was blocking at a higher rate than we would like, that was not really like the main thing we have to overcome. Like his yards per route run was not not bad. He was still he was the second highest target rate behind Mark Andrews at the tight end position. The issue was routes run in passing volume in Atlanta and that they were just passing at such a low volume. And when we have Arthur Smith in place and Desmond Ritter in place, that's what we need to change or improve. Uh, Not really uh, the the pass blocking percent by 5% or whatever it's going to end up being. Um, Okay. So quick subject change. Well, related, same trade, different team. Do we have an interest in Hunter Henry now? Because I do feel that when Hunter Henry was playing uh, over the last couple of years, he's been somewhat usable for fantasy at times. But the problem was that he was splitting a little too much of uh, both the playing time and the tight end target share with Jonu Smith. Now Jonu Smith is gone. Uh, Does that open up any value for Hunter Henry? Or are we thinking that it's just mostly not much? I mean, if the team doesn't also, I mean, if Jacoby Myers is gone too. Oh, he's gone. Yeah, he's I definitely think gone. That, look, I mean, someone's got to catch the ball. Like Hunter Henry's not this dynamic, you know, after the catch savant that we thought, you know, Donna Smith really more is in that offense, but he's good enough. Like he was fine his first year because he caught, caught a bunch of touchdowns. Obviously the touchdowns weren't there last year, but we've seen Hunter Henry produce as a usable fantasy tight end in multiple stints throughout his NFL career. He was pretty, when he came into the league, he was, I mean, he was a former first round pick. Second, I mean, he had, he had good draft capital. He came into the end. I can't remember exactly who was the first second round pick. Um, he was second round pick, second round yeah, pick. Yeah. So. so he had came in with good draft capital. So it wasn't like some Joe Schmo type of player. And I think that he's going to be used. I mean, if he's just like out there and people just don't want him, then I think that it makes him somewhat valuable. Like you just, the thing is you can't pay up for, the non-athletic tight ends like you you just find whoever's the cheapest of the okay they're throwing the ball a lot he catches a lot of passes it's like with austin hooper or dalton schultz like we see these guys have good season when they play in offenses that throw the ball a ton but then the minute they become expensive you get out like you get out and that's what's gonna happen with dalton schultz probably when he signs a big deal somewhere it's like yeah you need to get out because it's his situation will probably not be better than it was in dallas where he was basically the number two receiver because they had no one besides lamb they were throwing the piss out of the ball. I, I, I mean, 
he might go to the Patriots, and then it's a horrible across the it's horrible up and down the board. So yeah, I mean, I think Hunter Henry probably be a, a, an interesting buy for me as a a tight end, just someone to kind of plug a roster hole. He's not an elite asset in any way, but if people are just gonna overlook him, it's like, well, they need pass catchers, and he would be the default number one if they got rid of Jacoby Myers because they just don't have a lot of faith in all those other guys like Devontae Parker, Tequan Thornton. They hate Kendrick Bourne. Like, <laughs> oh, they hate. I've never seen them oh, hate. Like, a team hates so someone bad. like that. Hate every, hurts, every time he steps on the soul. field, he's like super efficient, catches touchdowns. And the most like, right, get off the player. Field. <laughs> don't get it. I really don't get it. Um, I will say though, this is always the time with a player like Hunter Henry, who, to be honest, I don't want, and I think is a roster clogger. This is a uh, opportunity where Hunter Henry is kind of in the news. It's uh, for Dynasty, you know. That's mostly what we focus on here. You could put him on the block. If I could get a couple of thirds for Hunter Henry, I would just move on. You know, I think this might be one of the only times he has any value. So yeah. I don't, I don't care for him. I think I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, especially we talk about this rookie tight end class and some of the tight ends Ooh. who might, might Ooh. slip into the third round of rookie drafts. I'm seeing Sam Laporta. Who's yeah, gonna I, be I will a, say a second round pick probably he's much more athletic than hunter henry yeah I, uh, i'll tell you i don't think it's probably i i, I think it's will be yeah well he could pick, slip into the back end of the first I, I wouldn't be surprised i think that's more likely than him slipping into the third i really i think he's going to be a top 50 pick is the buzz on him is so i mean to give you an idea we talked about a third round valuation on, on hunter henry i have six tight ends uh rated in my top 36 rookies um it, you know in that format so I, I am thinking this is going to be a good year if you want to draft a tight end it's a good year it's not common that in a rookie class i look at tight end five who is sam laporta for me tight end five and that's okay. actually someone i want that's actually exciting i'm actually excited about the thing sam with LaPorta. hunter henry though like he he doesn't have a bad profile himself like no, he's like not bad. Andrew said he was a second round pick. He was an early declare. He was productive in colleges. First four years of his career, he had over 10.6 per game, and then he was hurt. So he had some injuries. You know, uh, you can talk about somebody's got to catch the ball, but then again, somebody had to catch the ball in Chicago last year. Somebody had to catch the ball in in New England last year, and it it didn't really do anything. So the problem, again, is New England. uh, They were 21st in passing attempts per game. Talk about, oh, if they lose Jacoby Myers. Uh, it, it could be even more run oriented. What what are they going to have to offer beyond Hunter Henry? Um, so I just I'm not really overly enthused. If I have them already stuck on my bench and I can't sell them, I'm more enthused about maybe being able to use them on a bye week. But that's about it. So let's um let's go to some of the questions in the chat because I always like to focus on the questions in the chat because the people come in. There were so many questions. I did a stream about uh, the Panthers and the Bears trading for the number one overall pick. I, that might have been the most questions I've seen in a live stream in quite a while. People were so interested in talking about that. And I suggest if you're watching, oh, how do I how do I fix this? Ryan. I was wondering if that was my headphones. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. No, I, I meant how do I. Oh, I, do you, I'm it, like hearing like cracking noise. Yeah, I do I hear that cracking crack, some, some rice um, I meant how do I shift it so it doesn't <laughs> cover your guys' beautiful faces. Because um, I think we all want to see that. Uh, let's see. Mystical Child says one part one of two i do hear that yeah it's weird uh hey guys how you go how's it going i appreciate you all for being here got a big boy trade offered 10 team super flex full ppr start 11 got offered 101 cooper cup where's the second part 
time of 22 seconds. We're missing. Yeah, what is. Let's try muting things. Just mute each person one by one and you can figure out who the culprit is. Yeah. Okay, it's not David. I think it's Conan. I just, I just <laughs> ding, Conan. ding, 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 ding. I think I just <laughs> muted Conan and it went away. Oh, I'm getting a call from a suspicious number. Huh. I think I'm going to not accept that phone call. Sounds like Morse code or something. I know. Is somebody yeah. like calling out for help? Well, I don't know how to answer this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to answer this question because I don't see the rest of it. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay. Popcorn at 2.18 in the afternoon. I like uh, it. Balls I, I mean, we can't hate, right? Uh, you know, that's a good time to have popcorn. What's up, Dave? All right. Well, we need the second part of this one because given what's written 101 easily, so, yeah, I think we're missing a part there. Let's talk about this one. Oh, boy. I am honestly floored that we have reached 12 p.m. Eastern on Monday and a decision has, like, no resolution has happened. I am honestly stunned. We're in the I'm dark. Not. I'm not. Pun You're intended. Not? No. It's why, Aaron, why not? It's Aaron, it's Aaron Rodgers. What do you expect? Like, he's going to do that. He wants all the glamour. He wants all the attention on him. So when other news is going on, like, he doesn't want to be the center of it. But when everyone is doing something different and he wants to inconvenience everybody, reporters, he's going to be like, you know what? I'm going to break the news at midnight. So everyone has to wake up and do all this work. And I can just be a, you know, big middle finger to all these reporters in New York and Green Bay and et cetera. Like, Aaron Rodgers is all about him. So he's just going to do whatever he feels most convenient because right now the Jets literally have shown their entire hand and they're out of quarterback. Oh, the hand now. is up at this Garoppolo's stage. Garoppolo's gone. Carr's yeah. gone. It's Rodgers or literally Mike White is gone now too. So like they literally <laughs> oh, have no Oh yeah, option. that's a good point. That happened uh, <laughs> like a, about an hour ago. Uh, no, Miami no. is giving Mike White a two-year deal worth up to $16 million. That's smart. interesting. I think it's smart I mean, just to have some insurance for, for Tua. The concussion yeah. issues that makes sense 100 get a capable backup on the team I, I think mike white at this point is an upgrade over teddy bridgewater or skylar thompson yeah wow that's so. not definitely <laughs> definitely over skylar thompson. um what so is it possible aaron Rodgers stays in green bay i really don't think so no i don't think I, they i don't think they don't want think they him want him back team, so no it just it's just a matter of like we trade whatever and I mean the Jets and Packers have already basically figured out the trade like the, what's happening in the trade it's just a matter of okay well, Rodgers is going to like accept the trade or like I think that's just what we're waiting on and like I said like Rodgers can just he wants to be the center of attention so whenever he feels like hey you know what you know I want to be all about the news today like maybe not the first day of free agency I'll do the second day he can just do whatever he wants because the Jets have basically just given him everything, so they have no power anymore. It's all in Rodgers' hands. Pretty much. They shouldn't have signed him. They, you know what? They were scared. Last year, they were scared to go to Jordan Love when they should have. They signed him to that ridiculous extension, and now they're going to be paying the price for the next two well, years. Well, I mean, in their defense, I mean, he did win another MVP. I mean, like, look, like Jordan Love, the only reason he's been on the bench is because Rodgers has literally won the MVP the first two years he was on the team. And then the one year he doesn't win MVP, they're like, okay, like, let's give Jordan Love a shot. So I don't necessarily blame them. I mean, was he going to keep winning MVPs? Like, probably not. But at the same time, like, the dude won back-to-back -back MVPs, and you had a, you have to guy in the first round, but you weren't going to put him in if your quarterback is playing at MVP level. And then they took away Devontae. And what do you know? He 
wasn't as good. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> but I told people that was going to happen. Yeah. I, th- I mean, it seems. I- I've be- been. Yeah. In case you're unaware, I've I'm been one of the most anti Aaron Rodgers people in existence for a long time. No, I mean, I hate. I he he sucks. I mean, like. <laughs> well, yeah. I I, I don't. You know, we don't need to talk about why I really don't like Aaron Rodgers. But you know, there <laughs> there are many things. But <laughs> I, I have not liked him for a long time. I feel bad for Jordan Love too. I mean, he didn't. He didn't get a choice, you know, to be drafted into this situation. He didn't choose this situation. And Kenny Pickett was drafted with similar draft capital and just went right in in week four. So oh, it's not like... One, well, he, one of them was behind uh, Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> sure. But I'm saying Jordan Love did not choose to be here. Yeah, exactly. He didn't, yeah, yeah, he didn't yeah. choose to be behind Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He didn't get a choice in that. I don't think anybody I don't feel want, bad for I Jordan Love at all. To be behind Aaron Why not? <laughs> because Why I'm not, not sure I? he even deserved to be a first-round pick. Uh, you know, I'm not sure he deserved to be drafted into a starting position. I thought the draft capital so he got was about Do I feel bad right. for him? Uh, I thought, no, for I don't me, feel bad for Jordan Love. Draft capital that, that he got seemed about fair to me. Yeah, but a late, a late first-round pick for like a rookie quarterback is not a starting okay. position. There's a massive difference between an early first-round investment and, what was he, the 30th pick or something? I mean, where like was that? Aaron Rodgers picked? 22 overall? Yeah, and he wasn't drafted into being I know. a starter either. I, I know. It's, it's just weird. I think teams, you know, I think the Packers, teams just don't do this anymore. You don't pick someone and sit them for years. And any first round pick. It's just very uncommon. Not for three to, years, three or more. That's not for even very, two years. Very uncommon. Not for even two years. You do it for one but year. But you'd think it like there was a market last year for them to trade Aaron Rodgers. Well, they I suggested didn't. they should when the market was very But they strong. didn't. They didn't. They should so have. It was there's their obviously a reason they're not going out of their way to trade away Aaron Rodgers and just give give the keys to Jordan Love. And I don't believe it's because Jordan Love is just some great quarterback who's trapped and just poor Jordan Love behind. No, Jordan Aaron Love Rogers. is not great. Yeah. I, I don't think that. He's but. gonna get his shot, but uh I, if I'm the Packers, I'm trying to retain Aaron Rodgers. I'm not trying to trade him away. Would you, would you rather have Jordan Love or Hendon Hooker, who's older than Jordan Love? Jordan Love. <laughs> neither. Jordan Love. I'd rather have neither. I'll take Jordan Love because he's younger and has had three years of at least being in the NFL. <laughs> and didn't hurt his ACL. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's not helping him. Hendon Hooker, though, apparently is gonna is moving up draft boards. But what do I know? I if Hooker's a Jordan Love or first, Jordan it's a conversation. Oh, um, that's actually a good question. I think if I were uh, starting an NFL team and just playing for 2023 without having to worry about a contract, um, you know, I'd rather have Jimmy Garoppolo. But if I have to pay Jimmy Garoppolo $25 million versus what Jordan Love is being paid next year, I'd rather have Jordan Love at the cost. What's Jimmy Garoppolo being paid right now? Do we know? Uh, we do. Uh, I don't think we have, like, formal numbers, but there were numbers that were, like, kind of – it's all unofficial, obviously, because uh, we're during the tampering period. But I, I believe I saw numbers. Let's see. Wait, what happened? I missed the news. What happened with The Jimmy? Raiders signed Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, the deal is done. I'm just looking – oh, here it is. Uh, from Adam Schefter, three years, sixty-seven point five million with thirty-four million guaranteed. So that's like an average of uh, twenty-two and a half a year yeah. and thirty-four guaranteed. So it's probably really a one-year deal, essentially, uh, and then with an option to get out of probably most of it in year two. Well, they don't have any other quarterbacks on their team because what's his face, Jared Stidham signed with the Broncos. Signed with so. the Broncos, yeah. So they're still definitely in the Richardson, you know, Levis camp or whatever still. That deal allows them to move on very exactly. easily. Like 100%. 100%. <laughs> it 
It's like, hey, like you're here till we can get somebody else better. No, I think I think that their plan is to draft Richardson or Levis if they can. But if they can't, then they at least have something to go for. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they uh, had no they had no other quarterbacks on the They roster. had nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I there's a chance they don't get them though. There's other teams who are in competition for quarterbacks. I mean, Indianapolis. There's already teams at one and two. There's and now in, in front of them, Houston, yeah. Indianapolis, and Carolina. And that doesn't even include Seattle and Detroit. Right. Who I would not rule out of a quarterback or trading down to another team who wants yeah. a quarterback more than the Raiders. Agreed. As to answer this question, I think Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay. I think the door on that is shut. I, I think that is that is over. I don't think that's possible. I think it's either he goes at this point, the market is over. It's the Jets. I think he either is traded to the Jets or he doesn't play at all. Because I don't think the Packers want him back. I really don't. Like, I, I think the Packers are done. I think the Packers are starting Jordan Love no matter what Aaron Rodgers does or says. Kyle Pitts question. Would you rather have Kyle Pitts in the what? Oh, wow. I had a brain fart here. I was reading this as Kyle Pitts and the 104 or the 209 in Evan Ingram. I was like, <laughs> that does that's a little problem. But no. <laughs> Kyle Pitts Pitts. or the 104, 209, and Evan Ingram. One uh, quarterback, non-tight end premium. Let's uh, let's go around and get Even in super flex, I'm taking Pitts. Yeah, I'm taking Pitts. I think Pitts just is the most valuable piece out of all these. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's see. So at the 104 and a 1QB, what are you going to even get? Yeah. Or Jordan Addison, probably. I mean, those are the two. Yeah, I'm taking bits. Yeah, I think these yeah. other pieces are not enough to to make up the the difference. So I'm gonna go for Pitts. Uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be tough for Ingram to have another great season when uh, Calvin Ridley is putting up 1,400 yards again. It's gonna be <laughs> I will say I loved Calvin Ridley's essay. He it's really like, took uh, mm-hmm. responsibility for his actions. I like that a lot. We of- talked about him the last time I was on here. Are you are you considering drafting? Because he was you were just out. Last time no. we talked, Jed, I'm just happy to no, be No, I'm out. not. I'm not because now the value is going to go up even more. And in, in Dynasty, I'm just not interested. In Redraft, I consider it the right price. In Dynasty, it's just, I wish Calvin Ridley were three years younger, but he's not. I wouldn't rule out Evan Ingram having another good year just because Calvin Well, Ridley I don't rule it out. I mean, he I, had a good year. The Jaguars well, stayed, had stayed two play, They had two players with 80-plus receptions and a player with 70-plus receptions on the same team this past I just year. And Lawrence feel, is going to take another step. So I can still see... Ingram going for that, 70 plus, 750 plus. Uh, I feel I that there's a lot of good weapons. None of them are elite, which what it makes me want is it makes me want Trevor Lawrence so bad, but probably saying that each individual weapon might be a little overpriced. I have to see what the prices are. The they're, Indian they're Dynasty, not cheap. <laughs> so then I'm going to be no, out. Just, no, I mean, the Jaguars are like the hype team where everyone wants. Yeah, then I'll be out. I can tell out. you. Both Kirk of- and Ridley are going outside of the top 24 wide receivers in Dynasty right now. Uh, with rookies included or rookies excluded? Without rookies included. Well, I don't they're have both outside of the top, of the top They're both outside of the top 24. I don't have either of them in there. I know, but I'm saying they're not expensive. To, I, to I think the problem for me is that I think people think just off the top of your head. I think people think Calvin Ridley and Evan Ingram are younger than they are. I think if you I just don't think anybody's confused with the fact that Calvin Ridley's older. I think you'd be surprised. Years left. We know that. 
But I think if you just ask I find them, the opposite. People are just already saying he's 30 and he's not. <laughs> oh, I find sure, people but... just saying, oh, Cal, he's going to be 30. He's not. He's not going to be 30 until well, I know December how, yeah, of the I mean, end I know of how next season. So I, I find like, the exact opposite to be true. I mean, he's also uh, a receiver I, that's not like, I mean, do you think he's not going to age well? I mean, it's not like he's like this big bodied, like I run over people. I mean, he's a route runner. Like those guys usually tra- tend to age well as they get older. They still catch a ton of passes. Like, it's not like he's like Calvin it's, Ridley's like elite speed. You know, it has nothing oh, to do with that, really. It's more just he's 28 coming off a long layoff. If he doesn't deliver, he'll be worth nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. He'll be 29 mean, what, deliver what I mean if he's he has to come out and produce for fantasy at a level that's usable so you know top 25 probably if he doesn't do that then he's not gonna be worth anything in dynasty 29 didn't even produce a wide receiver two season he, he has to be that good in order I would say to say the strong odds worth that. It. he's he's being drafted as like a top six I mean I'm not gonna rank him in the top 25 he's being drafted in the top that. 16 so, so, well, top 25 is, is below the Put Kirk in the top 25. I'd probably put Kirk right at the back edge of it. Yeah. I mean, like, back I edge. just like that. I mean, Kirk is just, I mean, it's for me, it's like so price sensitive where it's like, if Calvin really is going to be drafted ahead of Kirk, then I was like, I'll just take Kirk. Like I've already, seen Kirk, I, well, I've already I seen Kirk be good, whichever Lawrence, like I don't need that's, to like re-see it again. So and he's much, in the slot. Yeah. So I feel that way change. too. I, I think I would go with what I know worked over what hasn't been good in three years. I would be cautious of that kind of perspective just because Calvin really has a significantly higher ceiling, like significantly higher. He's been over 1,300 yards. He's had multiple seasons, like above 150 targets. He's had a season with over 160 targets. So people who were just taking the sort of thing – we're drafting Tyler Boyd. There was I'd rather Tyler Boyd than T. Higgins at cost. And how did that work out? Why not? I never said that. So I do like Christian Kirk at cost, but I'm not just saying, oh, I don't want Calvin Ridley because he's I, I a little think, bit more expensive. I think for me, the track record of these players who are multiple years of not delivering for whatever reason, missing time, long periods of time, the track record of those players is bad. Well, I, I will bad. say, well, so I just tend you, to avoid them. So you, so you mentioned how, like, if really doesn't hit this year, he's going to like lose a lot of value, but it's yeah, like, it'll be 29 and, and not but, have delivered in four but years. But how, yeah. how, how long did Josh Gordon have value after one season of being good? Like, I'm just telling you, like people will still fixate on really being a, a top end receiver, even so. if he doesn't finish that great this year. If he has a couple good games where he goes over 100 yards or whatever, like people are gonna be like, "Oh, well, still really like he's only 29. He's not even 30 yet." Like that will be the rhetoric, not that he's going to turn 30. It's gonna like he's not even 30 yet. I think so you're I think right, Tyler. Will. Like, I think right. if he were going at a better price, I would agree. But he's but going I, so high that the I'm point not you're interested. making the risk about is all on the, the history of players coming off the long period, you're almost exclusively talking about injuries, Tyler. You're not talking about no, players no, no. Deshaun Watson is another one. That's Deshaun not an Watson was a quarterback who no, was thrown in week eleven, not practicing with the team the entire year. It's apples there, there to oranges. Are I mean, Michael yeah. Thomas is injuries, they, and but there are and other he still came back struggled. this year and did well. Uh, it's uh, just not really. There's no game. past previous. Not many at all of this happening. So uh, I just. No, you know, even though they're completely different reasons, Deshaun Watson is the closest.
someone who misses a long period it's of a time quarterback for something that wasn't allowed to practice with the team in season. I will it was save. thrown in week 11. I will save Calvin this. Ridley is going to get to practice the whole offseason. He's going to get to practice the whole regular season. I'll say He's not this. getting thrown in week 11, not having practice with the team. Playing wire, it's totally different. It's totally if different. If Calvin Ridley were actually good in 2021, I think I'd feel differently, but he was not. Wasn't he playing with a broken foot? Did you read the thing? I mean, he can say that, but he wasn't good. He went good to the doctor the and they said his foot was broken. Did you read well, the whole thing? He should have sat out. I'd feel better about it. You know, they made him play he because wasn't they good. got rid of Julio. And then no one else, he's like, you have to play. Because I, I get have it. Compared to Calvin Ridley's standards the previous year, he but it's been good. a while. Compared to a uh, league average receiver, he was still well above average. Oof, I don't know about that. <laughs> but, I mean, he was pretty bad on the volume he received. I mean, very bad. I mean, Volume it, is a, a quantifiable metric for doing good. I, I understand that. But high, I, high I, I was very volume. alarmed by how bad he was. So we'll see. I mean, you know, everyone makes excuses for why, you know, injuries. You can always say that. I, I'm sure if we asked any player, you know, most of them would say something along those lines. We're just hearing about it because it's publicized. And like, I get it. Like, I appreciate the journey back. And, you know, I'm actually really proud of him as a person and all of that, but that doesn't mean that I want to draft him in dynasty at his cost. Like maybe I, I tend to, I guess I tend to let my, sometimes I do let my emotions get in, but it's usually on the bad side. It's usually like, I just don't want Deshaun Watson. So I won't draft him, but even on, I'm better at separating the positive emotions from wanting a player like, like that. Like I just know from like the risk profile, I'm looking at the age, the history of players who miss this sort of time and then come back is all very not great. So I, even though I love his story and I really want to see him do well, I'm just not going to take him at his cost. That's all. It's not like I don't like him or anything. I Look, I want to see him do well more than anything. I mean, we, I've talked about mental health on this show a lot. You know, I've talked about owning your mistakes on this show a lot. I, I've done both of those things, especially owning mistakes. I've made a lot of them <laughs> many times. So I, I, I get it. And I, um, you know, I, I do appreciate that. But I can't, I can't, I just can't draft him at his cost. It just comes down to that. Which is which is what exactly? What's his dynasty? Uh, I've seen him going in like the dynasty wide receiver, twenty five to thirty range. I'm gonna pull up the actual ADP. I have him in my rankings. I have him at twenty twenty three. So he's twenty three, kind of in that range where he's being. Yeah, I definitely would be out at that price. Yeah, for sure. Let's see. He's I wouldn't even drafted wide receiver 31, and this is actual ADP from Sleeper less Dynasty bad. Startups uh, compiled by Dyko. It's on Bulletproof FF. Uh, yeah, that's – I still wouldn't Which take him Which is 801. He's at the 801 wide receiver 31 right now. I still wouldn't is take he, him at that cost. Is he ahead of Kirk in there, or is he – Kirk right now is at – let's see. Probably, see, probably think he's behind Kirk then. I Kirk would probably be ahead. I gotta figure out where the scroll is sideways on. We'll, we'll figure that. But... <laughs> I'm sorry, scrolling sorry, up and down. Like, How do I go sideways? <laughs> there's also so that's another thing is there's so many different ADP sources and all of them, you know, pretty much have like a significant amount of lag. So like right. you're always. Well, this is it. actual from actual sleeper drafts. Like, sure, a lot of the that's... ADP sources like I love sleeper, but that is one of the most laggy. Wait, well, you guys don't use Fantasy Football Calculator? What do you mean? Kirk is at wide receiver oh, God, 30. Oh. That's why I couldn't find him because he was literally 30? one spot ahead. 30, 30. And Rayleigh's at 31. At the okay. 7, so 12, 801. So at that back to back. If I'm choosing yeah, so, so a lot of times it's it's really like, you know, pick your flavor. If 
people are drafting, yeah. they could go either way. I think I'm Kirk was really upside. good last year. I'm taking the upside. Maybe I mean, good. if he was really good last year and Trevor Lawrence continued, because the first few five six games, Trevor Lawrence was, you know, still kind of figuring it out. So if Trevor Lawrence has a complete season of being elite, then I, I feel like Kirk was really good last year. And the second year in an offense, I think he could even take more of a step forward. So I, but Lawrence I, is also going to be the best quarterback Calvin Ridley's ever played with. We talk about uh, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram. Every single one of them set a career high in receptions and receiving yards this year. All three of them. And we talk about elevating talent. Now you put a thirteen a previous thirteen hundred yard receiver. I'm taking the upside. I don't care. I'm I'm taking so, the upside over. over so Christian so one Kirk. thing I want to point out too with the Jaguars, I think is interesting. So they were the healthiest team on offense last year. Yeah, I wrote the about the least that. amount of missed games. Between an article their I wrote about that. So, actually. so like that's something that's going to be because one of them is going to get hurt. Like Evan Ingram had come in with a bunch of hit. Like I don't want to say like oh like he's going to get hurt because of X Y Z. Yeah, but don't like, say it because then it'll be clipped later. But like historically scream. speaking, when you look at teams that stay healthy for one year as the healthiest team, you just that's just very hard to repeat year over year. And that's why I honestly love scooping up like Zay Jones as like the forgotten guy, because if any of these one, two, three guys go down, Zay Jones is right back into a starting role, seeing his role from last year, which he is not anywhere near priced where he's going. And he's still like at a decent age. So Zay Jones is a great, I usually, I usually say, oh, you can say any wide receiver is a great best ball target, but I actually think Zay Jones is a good best ball target because all it takes is those few injured games, like you were saying, or that the he has three or four games for whatever reason, one of the receivers is out or whatever, as the wide receiver to roll, and then he delivers. And for best ball, he delivers at a price. It's funny, because he was one of the guys you needed in best ball this year. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> this year, he was like a skeleton. Rounds, like, and he, like you said, he was a difference maker. Yeah, he, oh, too, he was like, absolutely a difference maker. The fact maker. that all those Jaguars receivers stayed healthy last year, that also played into why... ETN didn't get a role in the receiving games. Like, why would you throw the ball to ETN when you could throw it to your healthy receivers and tight ends? Like, that's true. And that's why, why do you think Austin Eckler had so many catches last year? Because all of his receivers were hurt. Like, there's a correlation. And also, between... Justin Herbert's ribs and shoulder prevented him from yep, throwing the ball like, more than the Patriots, Ramondre Stevenson. He catches so many passes because all the receivers suck or are hurt. Yeah. Like, so. Oh, that side note, too. by the way. Uh, if anyone believes, and there are, I have heard this for crazy, crazy thing I've heard that Justin Herbert is suddenly not as good. If people believe that, I would take a oh, look yeah. at him in Dynasty well, because see, I don't think he forgot after two, an incredibly elite it, it opening to his career in year three, he just forgot yeah, how to throw the ball downfield. That's down what field. scares me about Lawrence just a little bit is that he's being priced into the fact that he's taking the jump. It reminds me a lot of last year where we were drafting Justin Herbert. And then he just didn't deliver because guys Trey got hurt. T-Law for Lamar Jackson plus. Hurt. Like, so. How much plus? Uh, future one-two swap. I don't care if it's in Oh, that would be nice. I would take that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 20, I love, me- I mean, I love Lawrence. Lamar is a buy to me in Dynasty, speaking of buys. Oh, yeah. You know, people are a little over afraid, I think. I still have him as a first-round Superflex pick. A high, top five. I don't have him that high. Do you have him above Fields? I don't. He I should be above higher. Fields. Uh, not for me. Not after the not after the trade. No. What justification? After, well, I just feel like Fields. I mean, he delivered more for fantasy last year. 
I think he... Uh, Lamar he, Jackson he has, has a 28-point-per-game season. He was the MVP was for 36 ago. touchdowns. Give ago. me a break. Justin Fields is great. He's one of the worst was, passers in the league through two years in his career. And oh, don't talk you, to me about receiving help because Lamar Jackson was thrown to Willie freaking Sneed, all right? It is not a conversation. Lamar Jackson has Lamar Jackson has had End of story, period. Close the book. Better players than Justin Fields has ever had. I honestly think... And now DJ Moore is coming in. I, I really do believe that Justin Fields is going to make, you know, it could be a difference making. A, I mean, he was kind of a difference maker at times last year. I think this year could be one of those players where, depending on his draft capital and what he costs, could be one of those difference makers in fantasy. So I, I'm all in on him. Lamar Jackson, I'm, I'm just concerned. I have some slight concerns about the contract. He still is a buy to me, but Justin Fields is a player for a completely separate conversation that I'm like all in on, essentially. Yeah, I have no problem being all in on Justin Fields. Yeah. I would just lean toward him just because the elite fan. To be fair, the elite fantasy production is more recent from Justin Fields, so I'm going to lean that way. At what did he average in points per game this year? Lamar Jackson has averaged twenty plus points per game every what season Justin of his Fields career. Every season of this his year, career since his elite. rookie year. What was Justin Fields at this year? Lamar after week three this year was totally unusable. Every year of his career, he's been above 20 points per game. Justin Fields, where is he? I, I'm just 20.47. He his elite production has not been more recent. But Even this year, Lamar was at 20.26. Exactly. Right. The, elite the elite production, production has not been more recent for Justin Fields. There was a Fields. change in the Bears offense in the middle of the season. And there was and a the, change for the Ravens. Even worse, he lost Rashad Bateman, lost Mark oh, Andrews. Bateman is and he still produced the same uh, points per game as Rashad Justin Bateman Fields. Is... I mean, not, Lamar averaged like 10 fantasy points per game more with Bateman on the field. So he can't be that. Well, bad. that definitely helped, but <laughs> he I mean, was the QB1 in points per game. He was having 26 points per game before Rashad Bateman got hurt. How is the more elite production I'll from stick, Justin Fields? It's just that not. That's verifiably about. false. I'm good. I'm going to stick with Justin Fields. I, I do think, I really genuinely think that Justin Fields had the worst weapons over two years of like anyone I've ever seen. And now he is DJ Moore. I think that's going to make a big difference. I, I genuinely, I mean, I think that, I don't think that Justin Fields is a bad passer as bad as we've seen. I don't think he can be that bad because he was good in college. He was a good passer. He wasn't bad. So I don't think he's as bad as he's shown in the NFL. And I think Mark that Jackson it, was a good passer in college and he was better in college fine. and he was better in two years. And first he's been two years fine in the, in the NFL. Not the greatest passer ever, but he's been fine. I think significantly that better than Justin Fields. Justin Fields was a better passer in college. I mean, he played at a better school. <laughs> he played played well as a passer. I mean, Lamar is in college. Is That's a debatable. I but NFL, it's not debatable. I think it's Fields was a better Lamar prospect. Jackson by a wide margin. Well, I mean, we'll have to see. I, I'm going to go with Fields. I don't. I don't like also what the Ravens are doing with their organization. They kind of seem like a shit show. It's the kind of thing I don't think there's really a terribly wrong answer out of. No, I think most there. people have them back. Unless to back. one of them I gets hurt, you pick the one gets hurt. That's the wrong answer. I, I think That's most right. people have Lawrence than those two in an order. But I do think I've seen uh, Lamar drop outside of the first round in some superflex drafts, and I would I would be all over that. I, I know there's there's definitely a like a switch like you were saying where where Fields obviously started the year poorly, but after week five or starting week five, he was the third highest scoring quarterback on a points per game basis. So he was, you know, he was definitely and he said it himself, like he felt like there was a switch, you know, a couple games into the season. And we saw it in terms of a fantasy standpoint where, you know, he didn't get that much better at throwing the ball. That's for sure. But it didn't matter. 
he was ripping off these 60 yard runs and and just seemingly every game had some crazy plays he was making and like so that's the thing for me i just feel like he doesn't he literally doesn't have to get any better at throwing the ball and he's still like right there and if he if he gets you know he makes these improvements as he continues to grow into you know his team his his weapons i just think i, I think the upside is is definitely what well, do I mean, we he think definitely has slightly. to. I mean, he definitely has to get better as like a passer, or else he's like gonna lose his job. Yeah, because the Bears have plenty of picks because they can decide. Well, yeah. he ran a lot; he was good, but like we still didn't see what we wanted, so we're gonna draft uh, Caleb Williams. We're gonna draft the the kid from uh, UNC. Like there are other options where like he has to deliver, whereas you have way more of a floor with Trevor Lawrence. Like he'll, I mean, he's not going anywhere. Like he's probably gonna. Yeah, be that's that's why like, I have Trevor Lawrence higher. Whatever, yeah. and if you value like long mm-hmm. longevity versus elite production then i understand why you'd have them ranked in a certain way but depending on the way you if you want to win like this year i'd rather have fields like i think you also try to exploit that too though like if someone wants to overvalue longevity yeah. and they want to give you yeah. just like i said justin fields you give me justin fields in a 2024 one for lawrence in 2024 too oh I'll take i'm fields taking fields in the, fields one. In the yeah. one there like easily yeah no i absolutely i think that's also another thing that you can do is these tier backs or these move backs in the same tier are very helpful um, I will say, uh, what what do we think about DJ Moore's potential in Chicago? Because I think it's wide receiver too. <laughs> like he's I been for his entire good, career. <laughs> but if the Bears take, and there's been some rumors about this, if they take Jackson Smith and Jigba at nine, then it's not good. Then it's then it's not good because these types of offenses, you know, based around a running quarterback, usually th- they can happen, but it's difficult to support many weapons. I mean, I know the Eagles did it, but usually they support one, you know, weapon like fully and then maybe a second one partially. I mean, we even remember that Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown struggled to really deliver consistently at the same time in the the Ravens offense. So if the Bears drafts Jackson Smith and Jigba, I'll be very excited for Justin Fields, but I'll be tempering expectations for uh, DJ Moore and, and a little bit, uh, JSN, although he'd probably be a buy for me in rookie drafts if the price fell. Um, do you but think I, that I, they would draft a receiver that high? I think after it's a, for DJ Moore. I think yeah. it's a possibility, but wouldn't be well. Uh, so the only I thing that I would, I would, the only thing I would push back on that. So if you look at so polls, right? So where is he coming from? Kansas City. When was the last time I, Kansas City drafted a, a receiver in the first round? Oh, well, it's I don't think it's in my lifetime. I think it's like Dwayne Bow. <laughs> Like was so that's my lifetime, but not my fantasy team. lifetime. Like, so I'm just saying, like, if you look at the way the Chiefs have operated from their receiver standpoint, it's more like let's get the values. Like, it's not like, hey, what do they just do? They just trade away Tyreek Hill. Like, who is their prototypical number one who they got in like the sixth round or whatever? Yeah, so I, think I, I don't think that they'll draft the receiver in the first round. Yeah, the thing with I've been kind of going off on this a little bit for Twitter the past two days, so I'll kind of take this one. There's just been a lot of people getting carried away with just, all right, this is the next Diggs, Josh Allen. It's the next AJB, uh, Jalen Hurts. And that just is very, very, very unlikely. Like, for one, Josh Allen turning into Josh Allen is a rarity just based on the way he started his career. For two, we talk about just projections. Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray have never thrown for 4,000 yards once in a single NFL season. And both of them have been significantly better passes than Justin Fields through two years in their career. So we talk about, all right, where's Chicago going to land in passing-wise, passing projections? 
first of all, this past year, they had 2,500 passing yards. That yeah, is bad. That is bad. all time since 2004, the lowest passing attempts. It's not going to be that low again. But it's still, the baseline from which they're going is quite literally least productive passing offense in the past two decades. So are they going to get better? Yes. It's probably going to go up, I would say, above 3,200 yards. Maybe even into the 3,800-yard range, if he does well, turns into that Lamar, Kyler yeah, I think somewhere in between there is probably. But still, if we give DJ say. Moore the same target and reception yard share that he had last year, which is 27.5%, even though he was more in like the 22 to 25 when McCaffrey played. And now he's facing, he's got Mooney and Claypool and Komet as opposed to Terrace Marshall and, and Tommy Tremble. Uh, but let's not even bump him down to the 25% range where he's 22 to 25, where he's likely to be. Let's just give him the 27.5%. 27.5% of 3,800, which is like best case for fields, is barely 1,000 yards. It's like 1,045 yards. This is essentially what Brandon Ayuk was last year in a passing offense that probably projects for a few less passing touchdowns. Talk about Michael Pittman literally last year. He had 25% targets and 25% of the receiving yards in 3,800 passing offense. He finished as wide receiver 23 in point per game, about 14 points per game. That is about what DJ Moore is going to profile as this year, around the IU Pittman, something like that. If you're expecting any chance of Diggs AJB is very, very unlikely that that's going to happen. You should be selling him if you find someone else who thinks that's going to happen. Yeah, DJ Moore is a sell to me. Yeah, DJ Moore is a sell to me. And I think, too, with just the comparisons to AJ Brown and, and Diggs, those guys both had, I think, like wide receiver one seasons already. And DJ Moore has never done that. Like, I get like his quarterbacks haven't been great, but like it still matters. Like, it's not like everything was perfect for D for AJ Brown and for digs in their situation with the vikings and the titans it wasn't perfect but they were wide receiver ones and dj moore is good but he was never on those guys level so yep and yeah. you talk about you want to talk about the pff grades digs uh 78 78 83 81 78 90 82 90 so he's got two above 90 he's got uh five out of eight seasons above 80 ajb 83 90 86 89 he's never been below an 83 pff receiving grade DJ Moore, 73.7, 80.2, 79.1, 76.3, 76 76.2. He's been over 80 once in five years. The, the two uh, 90s about, did occur in Buffalo, though. Still, okay. But so, then like, let's talk about reception perception. Talk about me. reception perception. This is another just uh, quantifiable separating the wide receiver from the quarterback. Diggs, 97th first man, 94th first phone, 97th first person. Diggs is elite. We, 90 yeah, and above. We AJB, that. 96th first man, 43rd first zone. 98 first press, DJ Moore, 63rd verse man, 36 percentile verse zone, 49th first press. He's just not on that level as a route runner. As Does a anyone player. Not... think that, though? Do there have been that? a lot of – have you been on Twitter the past three days? Yeah, I, it's, You know what? To be honest with you, I don't pay attention to Twitter. But that's like, how you get a perception of the market and how they're viewing certain plays. So I think it's actually like useful in that way I, I because do... – but I've learned from Twitter that sometimes when I pay too much attention to Twitter, my mental health goes in the toilet. No, I saw like someone got Chris Olave <laughs> for DJ Moore in a late second. Like, uh, I, wait, I, what, what was the what, trade? Wait, what? It was DJ Moore in a late second for Chris Olave. Oh, that right. sounds like a great idea. I would go for Chris uh, Olave. I like yeah. that one. There, sounds good. Let's do that. People are getting high. Try that? You could maybe get into a Drake London if someone's I love freaking Chris out Olave. about that. Like for a, yeah. a late two. Like, I just don't see it. Um, for, Chris for Olave. I think is like on the elite track kind of thing. 
talk about like maybe an Amon Ross St. Brown if someone's a little panicky about Jamison Williams. Like if you can wouldn't that be nice? A middle two <laughs> to DJ Moore. Yeah, so. like, these almost I would definitely be in the camp of selling DJ Moore if, if well, these are like I would excited. try to go up. I would try to go if up. This try is to the find return. Because he, he's, he's going to be like because he's one of these guys where it's like you have him on your team like he's like still his his age is still like okay like he's been productive but 26 like, in may yeah when he's really not like a true difference maker like he's no he's, he's not you can start him every week whatever like and he'll have his ups and downs as he's done throughout his entire career like at the, like every like even last year i was like guys you know how bad or how bad it is like dj moore is still going to finish as a wide receiver too like that's just literally what he does, he does every single year and what do you know at the you end think- of the year he was a wide receiver too like it's you just what get- ends up happening Traylon Burks plus for DJ Moore? Maybe. Maybe if it's just that. a two-three swap, a future two-three swap. Might be swap. able to do that. I actually have Traylon Burks valued ahead of DJ Moore because I feel like DJ Moore, kind of like what Andrew was just saying, like you we've seen what DJ Moore is. Like we we he's as you were saying, I kind of agree. Like he's one of the players who's had more dynasty value than what he's actually delivered. He has not delivered on the dynasty value he's had. He still is not delivering. I, I don't think we're going to rank him in redraft as high as we're going to rank him. If people are ranking him in dynasty, he's still not going to deliver. Whereas Traylon Burks, I feel had an underrated rookie season was better than a lot of people think despite a putrid situation. And, you know, has a lot more room to grow value wise in DJ Moore. And I think you can get something added to Burks and you at, talk well, about with hype right now. You talk about market sentiments. If DJ Moore puts up another low end wide receiver two season this year, People are going to be fed the hell up. If Traylon oh, Burks puts up a, a mid to low end wide receiver two season this year, people are going to be pe- excited. People <laughs> are going to be very freaking excited. And we talk about Traylon, like oh, you said, his man. his uh, rookie season, it was underrated. This guy topped 75% snaps in one game, and it wasn't even in a game where yeah. uh, Ryan wanna, Tannehill was like, QB. All right, Tyler, Tyler, loaded question though. So Calvin Ridley or DJ Moore? I'm still talking about Traylon Burks here. Let me finish this. These are important marks. Yards per route run uh, out of all wide receiver ranks as a rookie. 29th 29th out of all wide receivers. Yard per route run versus man, 24th. Yards after catch per reception, 12th among all wide receivers. Contested catch rate, 15th. This is as a rookie playing with three different QBs, including Malik Willis and Josh Dobbs, and dealing with injuries, (laughs) and and dealing with all the coaching stuff. Wow. I mean – this guy has the potential to soar in market value this David, year. He even puts up a mid-wide receiver two season. Can I ask you something? Absolutely. How often do you record video content? <sighs> not enough, apparently. Not enough. Yeah, not enough. <laughs> not I'm enough. more of a writer than vi- video, but, you know. Oh, my God. I'm so trying to do more podcasts lot, though, this So year. you just got to, like, unleash it all, all the takes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm always seem so quiet, because it feels like, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're not quiet. Really... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to you, I but no, I, I'm a lot quieter than I used to be because I feel like after like the 500th show, it kind of is like, you know, you you lose things to say. Um, Rogers, is this true? Did anyone see that? Mm-hmm. Nope. What do we got? Oh, and here, oh. super chat, super chat. Devin Duvernay greater than anyone to fields fields through to last year. I don't agree with that. I think Darnell Mooney is significantly better. Trey Wingo apparently said Rodgers the Jets is done. Yeah, this sorry, yeah. FF Lefty. We yeah, we don't agree know. with your assessment. Um, but yeah, Garrett Wilson to the moon, huh? Oh, oh, absolutely. I trade I just got roasted for a Garrett Wilson trade. I traded 101 Bijan for Garrett Wilson in 204. I wonder how people feel about it now. Uh I mean, 
if you're getting Garrett Wilson, I'm probably pretty in on it. I I feel like two or four. I'm still oh, here, getting. Yeah. This I'm is, still uh, getting a good running back. Well, they're good profiles, and one of them is going to land in a good situation. Whether it's Kendrick Miller, Zach Evans, we have Devin Aching, we have some of the wide receivers who could slip. Josh Downs, we have the tight ends. Like I feel like I can at least, if I don't want to pick a player, I can trade it for a pretty good running back, two or four, a decent running back. And then I have Garrett Wilson. This was a team where I had plenty of future picks. I have two. 24 ones, two 2025 ones. Uh, so I'm not worried about adding running backs in the future. I had Olave, Burks, Debo, and then Pickens as my wideout. So I wanted to just really strengthen that wide receiver core, Garrett Wilson. I feel like I'm going to get a good running back at 204. Uh, and now Aaron Rodgers there. I'm even a little bit happier about that trade. We have to see what players are going back in the Aaron Rodgers show. Oh, curious. if they trade Garrett Wilson away. No, Garrett Wilson's not going to be a part of it. Because I, I what if they're if Elijah trading Elijah Moore? Is, Moore? Is, that I'm curious about if Elijah Moore. That would be even better for Garrett Wilson. So. That I could see. Um, so, Erickson, tell us, like, before you have to go, tell us a little bit more about, like, what you have going on at, at Fantasy Pros. I'm sure a lot of people on here listen to your show, as, as I have pretty actually every show pretty much that you do. But – Tell us, just tell us whatever, whatever you want to tell us. I... Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a blessing that I get to do this as like my full-time job. I don't, I don't do anything else. Like this is what pays my, my rent so I can live and eat. And it's just a, it's a blessing that I have this opportunity. And you know what I would say to people that are looking to like break into the industry. Cause that's a lot of times what people will always ask me. It's just like, it's really about building relationships and networking. Just like I talked about earlier in the show about how, you know, these players go to certain places because they're comfortable with the coaching staff or with other players that they know, you know, people want to hire people that they are comfortable with and that they know, and then they know that do good work. And so that's something that I learned very early on in my professional career. And that I found that sending out like resume after resume, like does not do anything. And you really have to go out there. You have to go to these conferences. You have to go and meet actual people in real life. And it was tough, obviously with their pandemic happening, <laughs> like you couldn't yeah. actually do that. So but I luckily I was able to do a lot of that stuff before that ended up happening. And that put me in connections with several people that worked in the industry, you know, meeting Jet Ratcliffe at a Buffalo Wild Wings, you know, really set me up to that. work at Pro Football Focus, which is my first full-time job like in the industry. And then I worked for two years with them. And then I moved over to Fantasy Pros at the beginning of last year. And it's been great ever since. So I'm just having a lot of fun doing this. And at the end of the day, like, you know, when I get stressed out about it, oh, like rankings or article content or what, et cetera, I'm like, this is fantasy. Like this is a, this is my job. Like I'm fun, here right? to pro provide a an outlet for people that you know don't like their jobs or whatever, and they they're fine with just working the regular nine to five or et cetera. But like when they come home or, or listening on their commute and they're like want to listen to fantasy, like big pot energy is coming on, and we're gonna talk about takes and we're gonna talk about <laughs> fantasy, and it's just gonna be a great time. So that's really all I'm trying to do is it's like be entertaining, have fun, because at the end of the day, fantasy football, we all want to win but it's about having fun too. So I always try to kind of take a step back and think about that. And also this year too, I'm getting more into the betting side of things. I'm in Massachusetts. They finally legalized mobile sports betting. I've been having a hell of a weekend. So um, yeah. Hell that, good or hell bad? It's coming down to the line. Hell good or hell bad on the bets? No, it's good. Because oh, good. Fan, okay. FanDuel and DraftKings for just some reason, like, I mean, I don't know how long these like boosters are going to last, but they're like, you know, bet $50 yep. on the Celtics to score one point and you'll get $50 back. I'm like, Six sounds good, like 50 bucks on the Celtics. Like, hooray! So, those eventually, I assume, are gonna go away. <laughs> so, we'll see how after that. But as of right now, I'm just playing with house money, and it's uh, it's been good so far. I just I love your the big pot energy. <laughs> They're like, that's I've, like whenever I'm listening to the fantasy pros podcast, like on my own, I'm always I'm always waiting for that to come out. 
because it's good for at least three times, two, three times a show. I always laugh like, oh, <laughs> big pot energy. But no, I, I really have. I really have been. I've been listening to Fantasy Pros podcast for like six years or more, six, seven years. Yeah, very, I, very long. I listened time. to the show even before I was even part of it at all. So, yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've always been listening. And, and yeah, you've been uh, you've been crushing it on there. I've noticed like you've gotten like so many more like followers and like uh, like stuff on your oh, work. That's all because that. of the Twitter threads. Yeah. Oh, I got to learn how to do that. I, I got to take a look at your Twitter and see what you're doing. See if I can get any inspiration from like the great work that you're doing. And I, I do think, uh, can you like say your, cause your Twitter is like not. Erickson, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm on Twitter uh, at Andrew Erickson underscore. Same thing on Instagram, yeah. TikTok, like for- all the platforms and all my work can be found over on fantasypros.com. And then this year as well, bettingpros.com. I'm going to be doing some more betting content which i'm super excited about betting pros oh it's on the sweatshirt somewhere there we go bettingpros.com <laughs> so uh yeah very excited about this year and uh just excited to do more just break down more of this free agency stuff we got the roger stuff so i know i'm being called upon to be like we need this article written up on the site right now so uh, i grabbed your uh twitter yes it's right oh, yeah. there hell yeah uh, so click on that link uh if you're in the chat and make sure to give andrew yeah a I, I, have a, so much I have a i have a spicy johnny smith takes all over there right now because that that's the only news that happened this morning <laughs> oh wow yes you do yeah there's a lot of johnny well, I... smith content just like the, the thing that i remember most from this past season was that he had that one catch in that game or was it two seasons i don't even remember it was in that bills patriots game where it was like super windy and he caught one pass for 12 yards which ended up leading the team and receiving in that game <laughs> and it was like this like crazy catch because of the wind like spiraled the ball in the air and he had to make this one-handed catch I'm like this is the johnny smith like highlight of his patriots career <laughs> there we go wow <laughs> one highlight <laughs> so bad but i gotta bounce guys i appreciate you having me on and uh it was awesome we, I, yeah, I really appreciate connect, you coming connect on. again yeah thank you very much peace later all right well we have looks uh, like you're stuck with just me now uh, for like <laughs> about five minutes, and then Hutch is gonna, Hutch is coming on. Uh, he's gonna be done with school, and we have we have a long. I don't know if yeah, we have more than ten minutes left to go. I think because we didn't get to really any of the questions. I'm really happy that Andrew was able to join us. I um, I really respect him and his work at Fantasy Pros. It's like it, it's yeah, I, I do legitimately listen. I wish I had been remembering more of his takes. I, I always love challenging people on their takes and uh talking about that but i just oh it's been a crazy oh uh oh oh now we have to turn that off okay there we go <laughs> when i have the background we have to turn the shift off all right let's get to some of the questions people came in the chat they had questions and we kind of jumped around we didn't get to some, uh, all of them but let's make sure we get to them and then we'll return to talking about some of the news uh because there's still quite a few things we have not talked about uh, 102 plus Gabe Davis plus Sky Moore or CeeDee Lamb in a Superflex? The question here is 102 or CeeDee Lamb. That's what the question is here. And I think the answer is CeeDee Lamb. It's Lamb for me. Yeah. The other players, I I do wonder. I mean, I like the idea of those quarterbacks at 102. Is Gabe Davis and Sky Moore enough to make up the difference? I want a real plus. Like, Probably I, not. I love Sky Moore, and I don't mind buying super cheap on Sky Moore, but I'm not going from CeeDee Lamb into the risk of a rookie quarterback in this class, Who, whether it's Anthony Richardson, whose floor is very low compared just for what his passing prior. Very high. 
but it is so much risk with just the pa passing profile questions uh, to give up a CD lamb and not get a real plus. And then we have young and shroud where just really good NFL prospects, but they're just questions about their rushing and fantasy upside. Yeah, I'm, so I'm with you a, a real big, Franklin. a better plus than Gabe Davis and Sky Moore to go from lamb to one two. I'm with you guys there. It, it's fair though. If it were to me, if it said like a player, I like better, like, George Pickens and 102. I, I think I would take that. Yeah, that's definitely more intriguing. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, we talked about that. Mike White is a Miami Dolphin. Interesting. I don't think this this shouldn't, this doesn't move to his value at all, right? I mean, this is just signing some sort of this, yeah. veteran. This is concussion I don't think we're gonna, related. Yeah, I think this is, they were going to sign a player like this. We knew that. They were going to sign a Mike White. It could have been a Baker Mayfield, although I think Baker Mayfield is getting more looks, but a Jacoby Brissett, uh, you know, Jameis Winston, if he becomes a free agent, Taylor Heineke, a player of that ilk. So I don't think this should move to his value at all. I think this is exactly what we expected. And as for Mike White, it's a place where there are some concerns about the starter and has good weapons. So for Mike White, I think this maybe pushes his value up a tick in that if he goes in, I think he'll be fan he'll you'll be able to use him. Yeah. You'll be but able to still use not paying anything for like no. maybe a rookie four like a late no what when four. i say the value goes up i had mike white as valued between the 402 and the 403 maybe i think it's just I, someone you kind of look to more in the late rounds of the dynasty startup exactly where you say, oh, now I maybe i have him valued between the 310 and the 311 not much yeah. has changed yeah a little bit of an uptick more likely like as you just said to take him late in a super flex draft he still doesn't carry real value but it's definitely an uptick for him i because again, if you it's play, I mean, he could see the field. If so, you're comp, he could see the field, and if you're competent and play with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, you'll be able to put up fantasy points. So, no, it's a great gamble that he's not even a gamble, but it's a great spot that he's basically picked and and gone to because yeah, I obviously I've, I've we've and I'm glad he didn't wait on the Jets way. to deal with their crap. You know, uh, yeah. I'm I glad agree. that he, like Jimmy Garoppolo and Derek Carr and everyone else, didn't wait on the Jets' crap. So. Speaking of that, though, there's some conflicting conflicting things going on. I mean, obviously, we said Rodgers to the Jets was apparently confirmed. Ian Rappaport just went on. Right? Now he's just said, I wish something had happened, but nothing has happened. But then Garrett Wilson also tweeted, I can finally enjoy my vacay now. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know who, who who's right, who's wrong. If it's, if it's there's wrong, if it's not. There's but... usually fire. Uh, I'm going to so, I'm just tired of this crap. Let's. When it's really finalized, it'll be finalized. Like, I'm yeah. tired of this crap from Aaron Rodgers. Like, I, I'm sorry. He's 39, whatever. I mean, he's 39 years old. Like, this is whatever at this point. Like, it's going to be a decision at some point. There has to be. Well, until then, there's not going to be a decision. I mean, it is what it is. When it's really formally final, I'm finished, then we can talk about it. But until then, I, I, I honestly am just frustrated with Aaron Rodgers. And I'm, I'm not even a Packers fan. <laughs> oh, this was a whole other thing that dropped today that we didn't even get to. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about this. This was something I meant to bring up with Erickson because I know he's had a lot of discussion about Austin Eckler in the past. We didn't, I totally forgot about this. But the apparently Austin Eckler is requesting permission to speak with other teams about a trade. And I, I get it from his perspective. He signed a team friendly deal going into the 2020 season. And now he's only getting like six million. He's or six point two five million or something. He's way outplayed that contract. This is the final year of it. So I understand why he's doing a power play now. Um, 
What should I ask? Oh, but to answer this question, the 104 is worth it. Yeah, I would say in the 104. Just take it and run, right? Even before this news today, uh, not even talking about he's Well, this news is not good for his value. It's only no. But that you're getting one of the top three QBs at 104 uh, who are all like second round startup picks right now in a super flex league. So just talk about the value they hold as far as trade asset. It's a lot higher than Austin Eckler's. And they didn't talk about the Chargers, even if they keep them. Let's say they get traded. That's a whole question mark. If they keep them, they could still draft another running back, especially talking about. Well, if they're not uh, going to extend him, then absolutely. And even if they did, they need a compliment regardless. That somebody who they could draft someone in the second. They tried for Isaiah Spiller and didn't work out. Yeah, Uh, they could draft. There's is a deep class. They could spend a third or fourth and still get a good running back. Who, uh, even though it's only a fourth round pick, it's going to damage Austin Eckler's dynasty value. Isaiah Spiller, I wouldn't wait for the because I'm not sure this trade is going to happen. We've heard trades in the past. Depot Samuel last year, Kadarius Tony last year during the off season. We were like, trade is imminent, and then trade did not happen. So I don't think there's any guarantee that a trade is going to happen. Uh, I would just sell Isaiah Spiller now. This might be if the best If you seller. can find somebody still, which... If you can find a sucker. Any three, any... <laughs> any three, take, yeah. Take any him three, off yeah, my hands. Sure. He can He's go. not on he, any of my rosters failure. to begin with, luckily. Yeah. Oh, any three. I'm with you on that. Any three. See ya. He can go. But yeah, um... In a super flex format, I am confident that there's going to be six players, no matter what, that I prefer over Austin Eckler. Uh, with the, the three quarterbacks, obviously, Bijan at one, and then uh, JSN and Gibbs, pretty much no matter what. Clinton Johnson's kind of like, we'll see what that's, the lane yeah, That's why I said six, he gets drafted. six where I'm 100% sure that they'll be valued above Austin Eckler based on age. Then there could be more. Uh, and all it takes is one bad landing spot. You say like JSN going to the Bears, and all of a sudden maybe someone takes Will Levis ahead of him. and then Yeah, but know, I would falls still- to. I'd prefer JSN in any landing spot over Eckler. I know, but your league mates might not. They and might now not. all of a yeah, sudden, might JSN might be available at the 107 but or I'm more, to 106. I'm more saying that there could be other players like uh, Addison no, or, yeah, I, I know what you're or Levis. Yeah. Really, those three with a good landing spot could all, any or all, move above Eckler in value. Uh, okay, here. the We finally got back to this question typed out fully. Um, 101 Cup and Judy well, for 106, still- 108, Damian Harris. Judy's on both sides. Judy, what? Yeah, that's that's what I'm going to assume it's just one on one in cup. Yeah, one on one in cup for 106, 108, Harris, and two firsts. Uh, well, cup and like. So, oh, the first Judy is supposed to be a 24 second. Okay. All right. So it's 101 cup, 24 second, and then 106, 108, Judy, Harris. That's a lot. You better have a lot of value to be paying all that. For yeah, I mean, and, I'd rather and have a thirty-year-old wide receiver. Yeah, no. I'd rather have a second over Harris, and I'd probably lean Cup over the one hundred and eight. So then, that would leave the one hundred and one for the one hundred and six, one hundred and twenty-four. It's not, and which I probably is a fair price. Depends <laughs> where these project. No. Like, that's a lot. You to don't pay think? For you a think that back. you think the one hundred and six? I think that's too much. I think it's too much. Yeah. But 106 and 224 firsts for the this 101. Is a lot. This is a lot to pay. Nah, this is a lot to pay. I, I will say much. that. It's just risky. try and get Jameer Gibbs for like way cheaper. Yeah, a I think times I'm, cheaper. I think I'm good just holding what I have with 106, 108, yeah, and 24 firsts and making other moves. I think this is a little much. Yeah, I agree. So I'm, I'm going to pass on this idea. Uh, Rogers is going to wait. We'll know what Rogers is going to do. No, they can't because until he goes on Pat McAfee. That is such an Aaron Rodgers thing to do. Such an Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I, yep. I, 
we'll see. We'll have to see, you know. I think we're going to have to see. Did someone say Ridley? Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, you're, he agrees with me. He's pumping the brakes because of his age. If I can get smash, him for two or three or later. Smash, smash. Uh, I have Calvin Ridley in Superflex rated, oh, very low. Yeah. I don't even like this rank. I, it, feels, it doesn't feel right. I feel like I got to either change my pick scale or change my player scale. Because like, I have Calvin Ridley in Superflex between the 206 and 207. That feels wrong. It but, is like, wrong. It feels is. wrong. But... He's at least the at least the 201 to me because we talk about we have the like you said the clear top six with uh Bijan, the three QBs, JSN and Gibbs, Quentin Johnson will be at one. I look around the 201 though. You know, I see like players. Maybe you that... get Charbonnet. I don't think you're getting Charbonnet. Maybe you get Zay Flowers or Josh Downs. Uh yeah, other than that, I, probably it's gonna be the RB4. Probably gonna be the RB4 or Mayor. Like we're talking Kendra or a, a chain or, or Meyer. Like, uh, yeah, I just, I look I'm fine at paying chart. that for Calvin Ridley on, on, on yeah. I look at my chart team. and I feel like 206 to 207 is a little low. I feel like it should be more like, but not that, not that low. I look at 201, 202, 203, I'm a, and I would keep those picks. So it's, I, I kind of feel like Ridley Truther has it about right. Maybe I'd go 204, 205 instead of 203, but I, I think he's almost spot on in the value range. I think I got to look at yeah. that. Either Calvin Ridley's misranked or, I mean, for me, okay, when I get something like that, when I look at my ranks and I don't like it, something isn't right. Either my pick scale is wrong or Calvin Ridley's ranked wrong. One of those two things. I'm looking at the other players. I actually think it's that Calvin Ridley's ranked wrong. Should be ranked a little higher. Not because my pick scale actually looks pretty good with some of the other players. I don't like to hear that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I do still think it'll be tough for me to ever have him because just like i'm so biased towards Asian. did, did you say you're too long calvin ridley can you say that a little bit louder for the people in the back there tyler the people in the back i it feels like tyler is too low on calvin ridley how does that sound oh, i like this. when i'm here gotta get rid of this all right there we go everything is fixed hey guys. now we gotta What's take the, the comment shifting back we're good we're good we're, we're t- dealing with some tech it's been a crazy show we already had andrew erickson come on and is now uh had to go so you're, you have big shoes to fill, Hutch. You guys had Andrew Erickson? We did? Yeah. Yes. Why <laughs> and I, I make, missed I it. That up. I make that up. And I missed it. Man, I was, yeah, no, it was. Let, oh let's just my say that God, it's the most. You gotta be kidding. I'm not now kidding. Now you're just stuck with me, Hutch. You're stuck with us. <laughs> <laughs> let's just say it was the most nervous I, I was to do Andrew a show Erickson. in a long time. It was, I, I, I don't usually get nervous, but I was, I was nervous. Uh, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Dang, I would have loved to meet Andrew Erickson. All right. We well, will. Um, I will say that, uh, and David, I want you on for this. I'm going to start planning my NFL draft stream. So there, there might be other opportunities to, to meet him. Um, I'm going to try. Uh, but you should definitely come on for that. I've, I've done it the last two years. I've been like live. I like whole... to do like a five minute spot appearance because I usually get pretty drunk and pretty. Uh... Oh, no, no. Uh, then you're on for an hour. You're on for an hour. You're on for an hour. Then. No, you just... come on oh, for yes. five minutes. You just said very drunk an hour. Perfect. Then I got to get back to my pizza and my wings and my oh, no, whiskey no, on ice. You, you do realize you know? you're selling point, right? You're selling me on having you on for a whole a long spot. If, if this is going to be what you're going to be doing. I love it. I like to um, peep in. A lot of people do the whole draft day. Thing oh, I know. I, I know. Day. And I know that I'm not the only one, but I, it was very well received last year. And yeah, I was those, sick. Those are always fun. Too. So I'm, I'm hoping I'm not sick this year because I love the draft. Um, Dave Montgomery and Miles Sanders being, re-signing or being moved, best landing spots. 
I will say for things like this, we're not going to talk about it too much because we could record the show and then an hour later they signed. So we're not going to speculate too much on these kind of free agents. I will say that neither is going to be back with their team. I don't know that Montgomery mm-hmm. isn't going to be back. Uh, I would say Sanders, it's looking unlikely. Sanders is gone. Montgomery. Sanders it seems process. like there's some mutual interest in potentially bringing David Montgomery back. There, was, there, there has seemed to be like some reports saying there is there's interest in bringing Montgomery back. I wouldn't be surprised by it. It would be better if he moved on just because of the way they showed an inclination to kind of ride the hot end with Khalil Herbert. I think it's the, I think Sanders is gone. I think with Montgomery, it's the thing of, they said, we'll give you X. You can go to the free agent market and see if you can beat X. If you if you can, take it. If you can't, we'll see if we still want you. And if we still want you at that time, then you can come back and take X with us, whatever it is. I think that's, yeah. but I, I think the Eagles have been like, Miles Sanders, you're gone. Uh, I yeah. don't think there was any contact in making an offer. Similar like the Cowboys with Dalton Schultz. I think they're like, goodbye. You're, you're gone. Um, we're not going to be retaining you. Best case for Ridley value-wise, well, I I think that if you can get a 2024, any first for Ridley, I'd be out easily. You can probably get that now in some spots. You probably have to add to Ridley to get it. But if you can, it would be a move I would make. Yeah. Like if you added mm-hmm. the 205 to Ridley to get 24 first. Ah, that's too much. I don't want to do that. I'm not adding I just always, to, in a super flex, which I assume this is because of the recovered Ridley truther who loves playing super flex. Uh, if, if I can I'm a halfway it, decent team, I'm keeping Calvin Ridley, I'll, and I'm just picking I'll up take the, the 205. Chance. I'm trying to trade the 205 in a throw-in three for a 2024 one, but I'm not making Calvin Ridley the throw-in three or whatever. Like, I think you'll have some rookie hype to capitalize on with the 205. Oh, I always you, do deals like this. You won't I'm have like to trading. add a lot to get a 2024 one. I think Calvin Ridley's a lot. Well, then I'm definitely doing it then. If I have to add less, I'm definitely doing it. I'm willing to add more. But if I have to add less, I'm all You're good. willing to add more than the 205 on top of Calvin Ridley? No, I'm willing, I'm willing to add more than what you're saying. Like, you're saying I can do it for less. Then I'm all doing it all day. I was thinking something like the 205 would be what I'd have to add. Yeah, you can definitely do it for less than that. Oh, yeah, well, then, I'm doing, then I'm doing it all day. Oh, then yeah. I'm doing it all day. Then it's not even a question for me. You know, I would agree with Tyler there as well. Like, I, I think that, that's a smash. I just, I will say, in Superflex especially, if I can, I know that these firsts, are one of the ways you can acquire a super premium asset that it's hard to acquire otherwise. You know, a top court. Like, I would say in this draft, there's going to be three to six of them. Um, probably at least three, maybe four. Anthony Richardson is, is the fourth. These quarterbacks or a Bijan-type prospect, someone who's super premium. There's usually yeah. three or four in a super flex class. And the uh, first is a way to acquire something. So if I can acquire something super premium without having to pay something I feel is super premium, I'm always going to lean on the side of that being a possibility. Yeah. And the first four picks in the rookie draft this year yeah. all have uh, at least a second round startup ADP. Exactly. They're all going in the second yeah. round. Then you talk about even 105. That's going in like the early Yeah, that's, that's why I'm saying it was probably going to be at least – it was three. Now Anthony Richardson looks like he's becoming the fourth. 106 yeah. will be in like they that fifth, fifth round are, range. We'll so have to see. If the you team, know, I wouldn't wouldn't send my 2024 one for Calvin Ridley. Absolutely in agreement. But no, if I'm a competing no. team and I gotta no. add to him to get one, uh, I'm fine just keeping him and competing. I do think people are kind of past that move. Also, I think people are much more judicious with their future first than they used to be. I mm-hmm. think people hold on to them tighter than in the yeah. past. Yeah, that's what I found. 
Yeah, but I feel like that's more in general. I feel like in every league you're gonna have a few people. I, I do also feel not like that type of people. Yeah, every every not. league's different. Every league has different people. You just gotta. It's always it's always about just talking to the other managers and figuring out like what they value, what they like, and you gotta find yourself a good deal. Yeah, my influence is also really strong is. on my on my circle. I'm so adamant about that that the people that I interact with are probably biased toward that approach. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, I play. Yeah, I play in dynasty leagues with all sorts of. I play in dynasty leagues with like some casual people, a lot of analysts. Like, yeah, I, I wasn't really talking about league so mates. many types of strategies. I was more talking about like people on Twitter, like they interact, oh, they're following yeah. me and interacting with me, and at and like the questions where I'm like solo tagged, like they're just asking me. So it's not a surprise that they're going with what I generally say to do. Yeah, like I shouldn't be surprised that that's happening. Yeah. Um, I don't love players. Yeah. Ed's kind of saying Ed and I, Ed is one of my like original long, long term patrons. So, you know, we, we very much have like a similar approach. Um, Adaiko. Yeah. I've heard good things about Adaiko. I, I don't know him super personally, but I have heard really good things about him and his data uh, approach. So, you know, I honestly, like I said, I, you know, I, I haven't heard him either, actually. I, I, I've heard of him. I he is familiar the main with data analyst work. for the Bulletproof uh, Patreon, which is run by Drew O. Being oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, gotcha. He does a gr- lot of great stuff pulling ADPs, and uh, if you go to bulletproofff.com, literally all the that's the first thing that shows up on the page is the ADP, and so he's pulling this from actual sleeper leagues. You can even filter it. Uh, by certain things for different settings. And so these are actual dynasty startups that are happening on Sleeper where where he's pulling this ADP from. So it's a little bit more reliable market information, especially in the off season than like a KTC, which is a voting based or like a DLF, which is mock based ADP data. Um, yeah. So this is actual the ADP from the startup draft. So it tends to be, I find probably the most accurate uh, source we have for, for ADP data this time of year. Good, good, good. Uh, we got. I'm in a live 12 team Superflex PPR best ball startup. Yeah, went Ridley went 806 four spots after Kirk. I like that. Value. Yeah, I think yeah, that's I mean, a solid value. I mean, yeah, Ridley's someone you kind of have to take your shot on. I think that's a. I think that's a solid dart throw I make. I don't think that's. You're not really finding players with wide receiver one upside at, at the 806. Yeah, I mean, no, not really. Just, He's one of very few players at that spot who has that level of tangible upside. Oh yeah, I, I think I would have more towards like the mid seventh. I think in my rankings on my big board, let me check where I got him. But I definitely have him above the eight oh six. I know. Yeah, I know. I know on underdog best ball, he's currently top twenty wide receiver for redraft. Yeah. For yeah, for I have him in like redraft, late so. sixth valuation, like so. I'm very happy if I get him at. I know I don't have to take him at the late sixth, but I think that's where mm-hmm. he should be ranked. Somewhere in the seventh, eighth seems like appropriate value to me. Mid eighth, I'm smashing that, that all day. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say mid mid to later eighth. Like I'll t- I'll take that. But what do you think about in terms of I mean, we we did, we kind of talked about already, but Kirk going four spots after. Like I mean, I like I like that value too. <laughs> If people are gonna eight or two for Kirk, yeah, I like that as well. Four spots after Kirk. Oh, oh, oh okay, okay, I read yeah. that wrong, but that's still, yeah, no, that's not a bad, bad value. No, yeah, I think I, mean, I think we'll see have- a lot of places where they're kind of within a, within two, three, four picks. Um, 
I think yeah, most drafts are going to be a couple close. receivers. Yeah, most drafts are gonna a couple be very receivers close. on the same team in the past. I yeah. think it was kind of like a pick them between, you know, for example, Sutton and Judy last year. Like, I think they were pretty close to each other for a while. And then I think some people really took it to get off. Sutton the ways, went yeah, S- by the end, kind of surging ahead towards the end mm-hmm. of the offseason. But for but for a while in the offseason, they were basically two, three picks away. And it's like when you got to that point, it's all right. Who do you like better? Who are you going to take the shot I think on? It, and... it kind of started Judy barely ahead. And then we, he had that mm-hmm. rest in that. And that was kind of like cooled the market on him a little bit. And then, you know, obviously there was camp reports. Russ, you know, prefers something. He started getting those. He's going to have the DK yeah. role, you know, like. Mm-hmm. And, by yeah. the end of the offseason, Corlin Sutton was like third, fourth round ADP. Yeah. Um, One of the biggest busts of the year, I would say. <laughs> the whole Broncos offense related pretty much. All right. So Toronto, Toronto Dave says, great point on the potential opportunity if an injury to someone else. I think he, that was in relation to talking about Zay Jones and some of those receiving weapons that they have. If one of them goes down, Zay Jones is going to come in, pop in, have a couple good games. Oh, yeah. Um yeah, no, I mean, it's it's to I think Andrew Erickson was saying it earlier. The, the Jaguars were the healthiest team I think throughout the whole year. They they're really lucky in terms of not being forced to miss that many guys due to injury or like really any anything at all. And so I I, I can imagine that their luck is not going to you know kind of carry over to this extent next year. And we don't know who it is. Yeah, it Obviously, be, Ingram has some tough. history of it, but it could be Ridley coming back from two years. Like he could, you know, it could be Kirk after a great first year with the team with Trevor Lawrence last year. So we never really know, but it's just one of those things where it does. It's it's a good gamble to to bet on where you have J- Zay Jones in the back pocket. Yeah, and you're not happens. you're not even paying anything for Zay Jones with Kirk and and uh, Ridley and Ingram like. Zay Jones is going to be thrown to the bottom of drafts and completely forgotten about. Like you're, you're to get him for so cheap. Like, sorry, I think, I think I, I think I did join after this conversation though. So I didn't, I don't remember hearing what was said uh, during. No, I thought it was. I was looking at the underdog, underdog, uh, best ball. Yeah, where's he? Where's Zay Jones at? Zay Jones is behind KJ Osborne. That's the yeah, that's the yeah. Name that's more right. Like, and I was nothing. like, holy mo! Like, yeah, I'd much rather take that chance. But obviously, yeah. you know. Feelings out, maybe that that's caused a spike for Osborne, as if they're not gonna they're gonna have him as their. I think Osborne number two, like yeah. If you can, fantastic sell right now. If you can angle it in a way that you're saying that Osborne's that clear cut number two there now, it's like yeah, absolutely go for it. Sell for whatever, really. But free agency still out there. We still have a bunch. I mean, the free agency wide receiver class isn't very talented. I mean, you got guys like Alan Lazard and Jacoby Myers at the top. Those aren't players we're really looking at too deeply for fantasy football, but you also have the draft coming up. The Vikings have some picks that they could use on a wide receiver. And when you look at this receiving core, it's like after Jefferson and Osborne, I mean, they do have tight end TJ Hawkinson, but wide receiver specifically after Osborne and Jefferson, it's kind of like a no man's land. Like they need somebody in there. And I feel like her mm-hmm. cousins is not going to be able to supply KJ Osborne after that happens. So I'm a, I'm full sell KJ Osborne for as much as you can get. Yeah, he's right definitely a sell because okay. he, Adam Thielen wasn't even very good last year. Like, yeah, he wasn't, wasn't. He wasn't a target hog. He, the only reason he was, he was by good no means an obstacle to KJ Osborne producing. And you talk about no. the profile just in general. KJ Osborne, fifth round pick. He was a complete dud as a rookie. He's got 650 yards each of the past year, two years, 655 and 650. I mean, this is just not a profile that really 
profiles to matter at any point. If I can add a 20-24-3 and get a two for Osborne and a three, I'm, I would take the two. So I would throw a three on him, see if oh, I yeah. can get a future two. Uh, I, was, I, love that. I was looking at, That's obviously great. we started this with Zay Jones, but we talked a lot about DJ Moore, and I think I think it was, again, Erickson that was saying that He's not someone that's like a I'm true difference so maker where he's going to win you, win you weeks and stuff. And so I thought it was really funny. Zay Jones had more top five and top 10 weekly finishes than DJ Moore last year. Like it's just like in best ball. Great. That's not great scoop. That's great not surprising. Scoop. That's not surprising at all. Honestly, DJ I, Moore I, I still would have thought. Yeah, no, I, I would have absolutely but... picked Zay Jones. If you ask me that question, there's no way I'm not like Zay Jones, especially towards the end, like, like towards like, the last five. What? What? What, you what are we doing with Zay Jones? We are talking about – uh, just mentioned how Christian – I mean, sorry, not Christian Kirk. Zay Jones had outproduced DJ Moore last year when you look at top 10 and top five finishes. And I and Conan was saying that was surprising him. That didn't surprise me at all because Zay Jones was like – he was straight up out-tarding Christian Kirk in the second half of the season. Like, That's he was just straight – Like, it wasn't very surprising to hear that. And DJ Moore's offense was just so bad. Like, that Panthers offense was kind of a disaster most of the year. Like I'm not, I'm not surprised with that at all. Yeah, I don't know, but it's just one of those things, especially in a format like best ball. It's like, yeah, and he's yeah, real valuable when he when he pops up and he costs you a yeah. a nothing pick later in the rounds, and he's outproducing a guy in terms of you know the the upper end, the high end explosive weeks, uh, the guys that are you know drafted a much much higher. So I think it is a great point that we were talking about just in terms of snagging them late. If something happens, you got that increased, uh, you know, potential. Absolutely. We got, we got traded What's for a lot of Herbert question? last season when people were disappointed. Um, I thought were, were people that disappointed last year. I think Wait, you mean Justin. Justin? Like, yes. Justin? Justin yeah, people, people were, people, people were not were... You know, really upset yeah justin herbert was somebody that disappointed a lot of people last year this past season this, this past season year. yeah this past this yeah past 2022 season. not 2021 i'm yeah. saying i'm saying this this says you traded for a lot of him last season when people aren't oh, people yeah, disappointed wait, now aren't people disappointed after this this most especially playoff season? that playoff loss is brutal People right? were like this frustration was building throughout the year. Justin Herbert was not even yeah. I believe, a top 12 quarterback okay. in points per game this year. No, no. Uh, but I no, thought no. I'm saying like, I agree right now. And since this, well, this window has stopped. been open since the end of the season. Yeah. Since mid season, I would say. I traded for a lot of, yeah. Okay. Okay. No, I was, I guess it was confusing in terms of, I thought you were saying you traded for him before him, before this past season. And it's like, then he was i didn't think people were disappointed at all over his first two seasons like but this after this year definitely understand that disappointment and again like one of those guys that i think tyler you definitely said it he didn't just all of a sudden forget how to be good at football like that's no if people are if people are low lower on him if people are kind of out on him for whatever like just after this past year like go go in make some offers see what the price is see what the value kind i think of he's kind of in that range where for me he's like a buy and a sell like because Depend i do think yeah, there's some I mean, panic but i also think it's not the level of panic of like a lamar jackson like you can still probably sell justin herbert for lamar jackson plus maybe a future one two five even 2025 
want to swap yeah. in your favor. People are scared yeah. of the long term. Uh, you know what happens to Lamar long term. I still think you can flip Herbert into to Justin. Uh, excuse me, Lamar Jackson plus. I think Deshaun Watson's not everybody's flavor. Uh, I don't rule out those types of players just because I'm, I'm really just focusing on point production. I think you can probably get a very significant plus going from Justin Herbert to Deshaun Watson. Uh, so I think he, while he still can be a buy, uh, I wouldn't rule out selling him either. That's yeah, definitely. Fair, if you yeah. find if you find a Justin Herbert super fan in your league, it's kind of they're going to be paying up. <laughs> they're going to be paying up for him. Then we had this earlier. Oh, Thank yeah. you, FF Lefty. But I don't know if that's <laughs> that's Not true. Bad. You're wrong. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, hey, don't get me wrong. You know, Duvernay was on like a per touch basis, like very explosive, efficient. Yeah, he was I guess, insane. But, but it's but it's not. You know, it's something that's not going to. Arnold Mooney has a thousand yards in a season. Yeah, Devin Duvernay yeah, has never hard. crossed four hundred seven in three years, so it's not really a conversation between those two. No. And also, Chase Claypool is significantly better than Devin Duvernay as well. Yeah, and what do we think about Lamar? Has been hurt the last couple of years. He can't win championships if he's always hurt. I mean, yeah, uh, but that's something. That's not something that we're gonna rely on. That's not something we're gonna take. As no, injuries a, are never something you rely. on. I mean, we, we've seen it. Like yeah. we've seen it tons in the past players who start off their careers injury prone that are like quote unquote injury prone, get injured a bunch of times. Like, I mean, you can just rattle off a couple names like Frank Gore. You can rattle off Debo Samuel. Like you can rattle Keenan off guys. Like this. What? Keenan Allen. Keenan. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good one too. Yeah. Like guys mm-hmm. that just get hurt and then all of a sudden they just don't get hurt and they're so fantastic. So I think Lamar, I mean, the thing is he plays his game very dangerously. Like, as he's not a big guy like Josh Allen is. And he runs the football a lot, taking big hits. So he absolutely does play his game with a lot of danger involved. So I do kind it, of understand yeah. that worry, but I don't. I don't think it's a major concern. Is like, it I'm just not... me, or has there not been a lot of fantasy relevant news in the first three and a half hours of the tampering period? It's just you. Uh, yeah, it's been a lot of. It's been a lot of linemen so far. A lot of linemen. Rodgers. I mean, it's three and a half hours in. Yeah, we can't expect two. We got a bunch of linemen, I think. There's been a lot. Well, no, I'm talking about in terms of free agent deals. I'm checking the super news. It's because there's not going to be a lot in general. This is a terrible free agent class. What what moves are you expecting to shift the landscape in a significant way? I guess there aren't that many. It just is interesting that... There haven't been definitely not wide receiver, but there's I I do think there's a lot of running backs. Not all of, of that. Mike White's going to Miami, but I think yeah. the, the landing <laughs> spots for some of them will be something. The Raiders, that, like, the Raiders, closed things. Closed signing for Jimmy Garoppolo. Did you yeah, we that? talked about that earlier. Although, okay, we more you know like about sure. Kareem Hunt goes to the Dolphins. I'll be in. Austin Eckler is requesting permission to speak yeah, for the teams about, about trade. Yeah. Wait, what'd you say about Kareem Hunt? No, Austin Eckler. Oh. No, I was I was saying, you know, you see Kareem Hunt go somewhere where he might be the 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 guy. Like, I'll be I, interested not, in him than be. some of the no, most Kareem, other, I, these other guys. Kareem Hunt's washed. He's yeah. done. Washed. I I'm he looked not so go bad far. last year. I'm he was he like was worst. not good, Great but crap. I could still he see him like being garbage. like a, a guy who goes to Denver, and they're like, all right, Javante's. Not yeah, that's the kind of job he would need to take. You know. Yeah, I feel like that's Miles Sanders though. Could see him going back to Kansas City. I see Miles Sanders in Denver. Well, the Texans made a big quarterback signing. They signed Case Quarter? Yeah. Case Keenum. <laughs> I was yeah. joking. Um, well, we were just talking about Lamar. What do we, I mean, I think we're going to all like this deal. 
I we do. It's, me, it's gotta be a super flex. It's gotta be a super flex, right? That's just a smash. I'll take Lamar. Smash. That's that's but it's Yeah, I feel good about that. It's fair. Yeah, I like that deal. I think it's fair value wise. I do not you feel got like choice? I'm getting a fair deal if I'm selling you got your... Lamar for 102 and two. I feel like I'm getting ripped off. I've seen him go for less mm. more often than I'm seeing. Put it this way. In deals I've seen for Lamar, I've seen him go for less than this more than I've seen him go for more. Put it that way. Really? More often less. I agree. More. I, I, I agree. Like when I see I like trades on Twitter and in my leagues, like. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm not feeling like I disagree with that. My personal value on the baseline is a little bit more than But I've seen him go for less more often than more. I yeah, think that your Lamar average is... fantasy manager is just is at the point of just frustration to no end with Lamar. Lamar which is not is, where I'm at. Lamar is I yeah, I, I see Lamar as a I'm buy not low. there. I'm buying oh, so do I. I'm buying Lamar low. I'm buying Lamar low, absolutely. And if so I do I, I'm this, just saying I that I don't think you even have to pay this. I don't I think, think no, you have to pay this. I think you can pay less. I think you can pay less. It depends on what you're playing with. It depends on who you're playing with. But Nobody in my league is taking 102 and 2. Yeah. You have to understand. Yeah, I don't know if anybody would either. I would take that shot, but I don't know if anybody is. You have to understand how bad. Some, like Most of the people asking me for advice do not play in very smart leagues. They want the advice from me <laughs> so I can help them steamroll the competition. That's yeah. bad. You don't realize how bad some of the people playing Dynasty are. Like it's yes, I say it's gotten smarter. Sure, why give the two oh two then? Even just send one oh two. I mean, in a oh, bad I, deal world, I mean, we're just buying the cheapest. I'll just say <laughs> that I've seen Lamar go just, for less than a top half. Fake first, money. Yeah, we just can do whatever. Just, we want. I'll say that he's. I've seen him go for less than that. So less than a top half be, first. Le, yes. So oh I'm man, tell, that's no. crazy. But what I'm saying is, more than those are outliers. That's wild. It happened more than once. We can't that's say we see thing, that though. more than once, like, but like, no, I'm just telling you that's that, a baseline. All right. Conan, like, what I'm saying is that this like, is an opportunity. <laughs> this is an opportunity to capitalize on an, on an opportunity to gain a lot of like great to hit singles, right? You want to do that. Those you want to do it. You don't want to turn down good deals because you can get better ones for the promise of better ones, potentially. But I'm telling you that with Lamar Jackson, this is an opportunity to take a home run trade in some leagues. You can do it. Why not ask? What's the worst thing? They say no? Like, that's, oh, that's so bad. I mean, they said no. Oh, what, what a problem. I don't think any of us are disagreeing that it's wrong I'm just try. saying that this is a home run opportunity with Lamar sure. Jackson to Absolutely. buy very it low. Is. Where you 100%. cannot just, this deal to me is a single. This deal is win, but it's a small win. There, are, deal, I, I, there are deals, I have seen deals that are like team changing involving Lamar Jackson. So Let's would, just say whoever you take at QB at 202 has like a Tua type rookie season. Like they, he's going to fall right. to like the fifth. Lamar Jackson not falling anywhere in Superflex ADP. Well, Even with like he tears an ACL, he's going to be a first, second round starter pick next year. I, I do think anywhere. with Lamar that if next year is oh. not good, the oh. value will finally start to drop. To what? The the top of uh, the, the late second. I'm sending all these offers. Yeah. 103 late and 203. Bang. This has the potential to be a <laughs> oh, massive, yeah, massive win. The risk associated. I would with start lower than this. Is all I'm saying. I agree with you, but I would just start lower than this. I, I think this is not the point you need to start. I think you can start with less. Yes. Just off the right, one two. I'm starting him with 110. That would be better. Yeah. <laughs> one ten. One ten. You say you no, say but settle. like, but that's the thing is, I feel like yes, I, I I understand you've seen that, but if I start with something that low, like I feel like that should be laughed at. Like, come on. No, because when you yeah, when, suggest, you play, yeah, when you play when you play dynasty, more fair, start with can, something like the 106 and the 202. 
I think that, yeah, that. Hold on. so like back with Conan was saying with the 110, that's 110, a really funny thing because that's a really funny thing because like when you say like you want to offer less, you also don't want to lowball the person to the point where they're going to laugh at you because then you're ruining the entire discussion. Like I've, cause right. I've received offers that I'm like, what the crap is this? Like, I don't want to trade with you anymore. Like nope. it just kind of ruins oh, the right. conversation in dynasty. When you deal like that, you can't lowball somebody too much. I mean, you I want, obviously time. you want to win I, the trade, well, obviously. There's a fine line. There's a fine line. There's a fine line. You have to follow that. Since I'm like a real, I'm me, like a real person. Like I, people know who I am. Like, People are less likely to burn the trading relationship because they know me. They don't want to piss real life me off. Wait, well, let me ask. But like, like, maybe I'm able to get away with that in a way I that I where I have Joe Burrow. Do you think I could get? Do you like? I'm going to ask you this genuine question. Do you think I could get Lamar Jackson another first for Joe Burrow? I try. I would do you it. I have to throw something like a three or three. Yeah, I think I could because I think I could do that. What do you have to lose? I'm going to offer 110, 203, and a Pro Bowl quarterback myself, Tyler Huntley, in exchange for Lamar. Yeah. Let's see. Go for it. That's fine. Oh, my God. That's so great. Uh, Yeah. I I agree with this. This is a good statement. I think it's it's fair to say that it's not going to hurt fields. That DJ Moore came to the Bears. That's, I think absolutely that's a, not. Yeah, that's yeah. great. That's a good point. I love that. But I think we I all that. agreed that DJ Moore to the Bears is better for Fields than it is for DJ Moore. I, I think we all agreed on that. I think we can all Most agree. Likely. Let's go Most a step likely, further. Yeah. I think we can all agree. What would we have preferred? That DJ Moore was a part of this trade, or that DJ Moore had stayed on the Panthers with the quarterback being drafted at one, assuming Panthers. it was not Anthony Richardson Panthers. and it was younger Stroud, either Panthers. of them. Absolutely. Better I think purpose. we would all have preferred him stay and be with younger Stroud than with Fields. Yep. Not Richardson, but yeah. younger Stroud. Agreed. Younger Stroud. Yeah. So I, would, I, I, I do think that. in that respect, it, it is a downgrade. Also, it would have been even better because if he had been with younger Stroud, he would have been one of the only weapons on that team at all. Do you, have, do you, what yeah. do you guys think of obviously not a massive needle mover, but Terrace Marshall or yeah, Shai no. Smith or Lavisca Chanel? No, it's been no, no, come no. on. You know, bad players are bad. They don't become good yep. because good players were traded away. We we all know this. Tyler I think this is couldn't have said that, that all better. of us agree on. Bad players, not, don't even though we have different approaches, good. I think we agree on that. <laughs> it would be like, the equivalent of this year's Alan Lazard with a shitty quarterback. Terrace Marshall hasn't even done what Alan Lazard has done. Yeah. He Alan had a better Lazard prospect a, profile. He'd have a better. You got to give him Well, that. Alan Lazard at least had a history of doing something in the NFL. Barely, Terrace Marshall has barely. done nothing. <laughs> Zero. So, yeah. Terrace Marshall is. is He's big. just the newest vacated target poster boy. That Va- oh, yes. Selling. Vacated targets. Your Peter Howard special right there. Um, and I, I will yeah. say, I love Peter Howard, and he's having a field day with some of these activities. <laughs> so people should check out his Twitter at PA Howdy. It's a lot of interesting stuff coming out of him. Yeah, that's um, the first and the second. That's the picks. Oh, absolutely. Definitely, right? Not even close. <laughs> not even close. Yeah, not even close. The, the second's on the wrong side. It, it, not it, even it, close? Yeah. Man, you guys hate Not even close. You it's, really yeah, hate because, I do. Who are you taking at 109? I mean, I think I would prefer 202 over Swift. I'm just that's not disgusting. interested. I'm just that's not disgusting. interested in DeAndre. Smith. I don't know if I'd go that I, far. He's a, he's a no thank you for me. I'll, I'll. I don't want to add the twenty twenty four two to pay for Swift if I'm giving the one hundred nine. But the one hundred nine, I mean, you're talking about what? You're getting who? Addison or or Levis? 
Yeah, yeah. I'd rather them. Or Charbonnet. Choice. I mean, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd rather if you all wanted of them. Ru- <sighs> Easily. That's close. Yeah, not even close. Yep. That's I mean, close. But easily. to say that's not even close. No, I, I agree. I, I genuinely don't think it is. For me, it's not. That's just a terrible valuation of Swift. I mean, Maybe it is. But I'm DeAndre Swift is a player. I'm just, I'm good. It's not Calvin Ridley, who I think could be good. It's just the age. DeAndre Swift is just a no thank you for me. I'm just good. He, but you have Lions, to also just uh, yeah. talk, talk about some of these guys already have him. You can't just say, oh, no, thank you. He's already on the team. You can't just trade him away for, for the 202 because you don't like DeAndre Swift. Oh, I've told, people to, to I've, I've told people to trade him for, I think I've been able to squeeze a bit more than that. But, you know, I've actually had some patrons ask me about trying to move DeAndre Swift. And they're like, I can't get anything. I can't get anything. And then I'm like, all right, just hold it. You can't get anything. But uh, you know, I it's, had because the Lions not really showed last year there. that they don't want to use him as a workhorse back, and then when he does get used as a workhorse back, he gets hurt. Like that is what he's proven to us in our in our in his career so far. Every like, running back gets hurt. Yeah, me. absolutely, but not. But he's gotten. He's, it's just like he's his usage when he was healthy this year was no good for me either. I yeah, just, it was no good. It just wasn't player, there. That's why the Lions like don't want to use him. The Lions don't want to use him as a. They don't want to use him. He's just and they're going to return more Williams. There have been a good, lot of interest in Jamal. Uh, I would say wait till post draft to buy him because there is room. Detroit's fairly fate like high in the odds for Bijan. They do have two early picks. Like it's not impossible that they let Jamal Williams walk, uh, draft Bijan, and then next year they let DeAndre Swift walk. Well, I don't think there's any question that they're going to let DeAndre Swift walk no matter what they do. This is this is Miles I think Sanders you're too all low on DeAndre. Swift. It's Miles Sanders all over again. We'll I think. Agree to this is a player this who. I think what we can agree on, maybe you don't agree, but I think what I'm saying is that the Lions do not like DeAndre Swift. The Lions don't like I don't like know him. that's for sure. I couldn't agree oh, more. Well, then then we'll have to agree to disagree. Yeah, the Lions I'm not, have moving over his career I am that like, they don't want. I'm hardened. Don't want this, it's difficult to change my mind because nothing's going to happen. The, the stuff on the field says what it says, so I think I'm pretty locked in on the Lions don't like DeAndre Swift. There was a report recently they said that they – uh, there's a report from the Lions beat that said that Lions do not have DeAndre Swift in their long-term plans. They're planning to let him walk at, as his rookie contract expires in 2023. And I, I don't see any reason given their actions. Yeah, there's to another report from Dan Campbell saying how he wanted to give, give it another shot. And he wanted to give DeAndre, they wanted to feature DeAndre Swift here this year. Mm. So there's reports on both sides. You can point to either one. Yeah, I, I'm good though. He, he's a just a player I'll pass on. Uh, I, I, I can't even. You're going to talk about <laughs> someone I'm done with, Aaron Rodgers. I just, we talk about him, talk about him, talk about him. It's like, I don't even, we'll have to see. I don't, I don't know. So much talk on him. I expect the deal to get done. I really do. Important to be grounded. Yeah. do um, someone who just read this. Yeah. I'm not, I, I uh, don't excel in that area. <laughs> I, I don't excel in that area and I'm well aware of it. Um, it's not a strength of mine. Wow. According to Trey Wingo, pretty pretty reliable. Yeah, we saw But then Aiden Rappaport said no, and then it was and someone else said yes, and I'm, I'm tired of it. Yeah, it's been like when the papers are so signed. Weird. When the papers are signed, we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers being traded. But I'm like this happened. This is like the third time it's happened this week where there was one person said the trade is basically done, and then someone else came out and said it's not. I think like, the question we need to ask is not about Garrett Wilson. It's about Elijah Moore. And it's about how but we can't even talk about that because we don't know. Elijah Moore could be in the trade. Let's going just the other say way. he, he, is I think Elijah Moore's fantasy relevant career is done with the jets. Like it's clear that the way he's posted on social media, the way he's played on the field and the way the jets have used him is that 
the Jets clearly do not like Elijah Moore. And clear that the relationship there is done. I but do believe, know. like, I was all in Elijah Moore last year. He is a supremely talented wide receiver. I really do. I, I mean, I have a signed, I have a jersey there, signed by him behind me. Like, I oh, love really? Elijah Moore. I oh, do. Yeah, it's that a, is an it's Elijah, Elijah Moore jersey. It's Elijah Moore Miss jersey. I love <laughs> Elijah Moore. He's a really talented wide receiver. I think he'd be the. I think he can be a wide receiver one of an offense. But at the same time, like the relationship with the Jets just clearly isn't there. And I don't think it's going to be there just because a new quarterback comes in. It's still the same coaching staff, also, the same system. It's still the same offense, like still the same team. I think Elijah Moore is not going to be fantasy relevant unless, as long as he's on the Jets. he goes to the Packers, that could be a different story. I have a concern also that if Aaron Rodgers, let's say he's not part of the trade. And let's say Aaron Rodgers yeah. is down there. And Elijah Moore is on the team. I have a concern that Aaron Rodgers is going to want an Aaron Rodgers receiver to come in and play more time. Alan Lazard, by the way, is going to be that player. Randall Cobb. It'll be Alan. It'll be Alan. <laughs> so then they're going to just force yeah. Alan Lazard onto the field to please Aaron Rodgers alongside Garrett Wilson, force Alan Lazard onto the field as the wide receiver to give Elijah Moore even fewer snaps, you know, even fewer opportunities. I, I feel bad for Elijah Moore because I think he's a talented player and he's, he's someone, so good. if the price he's goes good. low enough, I would be in on. But I do agree with Hutch that it's not going to happen here. It's not going to happen here. But he's a player that I don't want to quit on because wide receiver careers are longer than his time on one team. And I think if he gets out of there and into the right other situation, he's talented and I think he could succeed. So, again, if the price continues to drop, I will be out. Uh, I'll be in on him. I do want to say, though, that I think some people, if Aaron Rodgers is traded at the price on Elijah Moore, will rise. To a degree Imagine that I'm not you put Elijah Moore on like Texans or the Panthers right now. I'd sell him. So great. I wouldn't uh, rule out him having a bounce back in in with the Jets and that relationship the, being repaired. Because we look at Brandon Ayuk. He was I, on the on, on the fringes. That team was not happy with him. That team was publicly publicly roasting him. Problem about his is habits, about this. There was a fractured relationship at a time there. What happened? They remembered all but this it was talented resolved. guy. A, B, we need to use this guy. He's talented. And now you're talking about motivations. Elijah Moore, he, he, if he stays there, he got a lot of motivation to zip his lip, be a good, uh, be a good uh, whatever you want to call say, it, though, and go to work with Aaron Rodgers. So I would not just say, oh, there's no chance that Elijah Moore I will say prepares feels, his relationship with the He feels Jets more like Dante Pettis than Rogers. he does Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. That, he was a much it, it, better prospect. He pr but in prospects as a, as a guy house, like Brandon Ayuk. Dante Pettis was late He was not a good prospect. Elijah Moore, Hutchison said, he was much more Brandon Ayuk. He was drafted. Well, he wasn't a first-round pick. I mean, he was a second-round pick. He was like a second-round pick. Just like That's, Dante Pettis. Dante Pettis was not a second-round pick. Yes, he was. Go look it up. Dante Is Pettis? He yep. Was he really? Absolutely. Yeah, he was a second-round yeah. pick. Absolutely. I'm going to confirm but, the difference for me, the reason why yeah, I stuck with yeah, Brandon Ayuk, but went away from Elijah. Fourth. I have a difference between Brandon Ayuk and Elijah Moore is that Brandon Ayuk, he was in the doghouse to start year two, but by the end of the year, it got together. Elijah Moore did not have that happen. It, it only got worse too. It Elijah Moore. worse as the year went on. Yeah, so it, I'm a little bit more inclined to say that Elijah Moore is stuck in the doghouse because it maintained for a whole year over someone who had six games in the doghouse like Ayuk. And then after those six games, the rest of the 11 games, he was like wide receiver 20 in That's 2021. Fair. Yeah, so I, I do have a difference between those two players. Those are not the same to me. Yeah, it's not the same situation. Yeah, like Ty was saying, it only got worse difference. with the targets, the snaps, 
and like the the anger from Elijah Moore from social media, just, like the, just the relationship, it only got worse. Though, and it, in Dynasty, it though, I would still be. I see him actually in some places too low because he's still very young. He's a talented player. Even after his rookie contract is completed into 2025 free agency this year, people are talking about Nicole Hardman having like a free agent market, Paris Campbell having a free agent. Market. Why should these players have done nothing in four years have a free day, but they will, they have a free agent market because they had draft capital originally. So people are still interested in those players. I think Elijah Moore is someone who we want to keep on our radar in dynasty because he is talented. And I think we were right about him as a prospect. He showed that, but I am a little tepid about him getting it together on the jets. I would love to see him. Not that the situation on the Packers is great, but I'd love to see him go just for a change away from this coaching staff who obviously to me dislikes him. I'd like yeah. to see a change. Yeah. Elijah Moore. I mean, we, like, as you're saying, just clearly it feels personal. Like it feels it personal with Elijah personal. Moore. It feels personal. Like it feels like it's, it's nothing to do with Elijah Moore's talent or on the field. It just feels like there's something with this coaching staff personally. That's why I'd like a change. I'd love to see him. Not that I'm confident in Matt LaFleur being an excellent head coach or like the best head coach ever, but I would just, and Jordan love of, too is the quarterback the scenery would is. be nice. I think for him, it would be, he requested a trade in season. I mean, that's, we know he, he wanted out. He and didn't, he didn't get, get it, it, but we know he wanted out. So yeah. I, I and think like, it would be nice if he got what he wanted and got a change of scenery and maybe his talent could start to shine. And you mentioned a little bit too, with the fir- the rookie year, like he had a fan, like when you look at rookie wide receivers and what they're able to do, like Elijah Moore flashed so much talent. Like he had like, Everything you want from a rookie of season. being like the uh, wide receiver five or so, I think. Yeah, he was he had a stretch of being like a top 10 wide receiver for fantasy. Like he showed you everything he, you want to in a rookie season. That's like, why I don't want to give up on him, but everything. I also want to be realistic. And, yes. you know, generally when teams. If I had already had him on my dice leagues, I'd be buying. But Generally I when teams put on a player for a whole year, they don't usually come back to that player later. Sometimes they do, but it's it's rare. Typically, that player finds success if we if they really are talented, as I believe Elijah Moore is. That success often comes on another team, so I would love to see him try to bring that. What do we value Cam Akers right now? Uh, Cam Akers to me, I'm actually like I'm actually more on the buy side with Cam Akers in the sell because I think you can get him for a pretty good price in Dynasty Fantasy Football. I think I've seen him so I've seen him sold for like less than a mid second in a lot of Dynasty leagues in a Superflex league. I'm I want to take that shot. I know I know he I know it's disgusting. But like this, like this team so is eh. clearly when you look at this team and with the way they're moving, like getting rid of Jalen Ramsey recently, they're looking to trade and drop a lot of veterans. Like they are clearly moving into a stage of their team where they're rebuilding. And a rebuild stage is not a stage where you're going to add a significant running back with any significant capital of any kind. Like that's just they're not going to be adding what running picks backs. Did they get? I don't think they in have the Ramsey trade. Capital. They don't. They don't. They got it like that. Like a fifth. They round? got a third. Or a third. Right? Third. Third, third. round. Yeah, they're they not. They're not going to add. And they got, they're not. They're not going to add any. They have a two, a three. Going to truly destroy. Oh, yeah, they got makers. Hunter like, Long in a third. Okay. Yeah, they two, got two, Long. threes, and then fives. So basically, if it's not uh, the two or the two threes, it's not going to be a running back who matters in the draft. Yeah, yeah. it's not. Yeah, now, this running back class. I, I think it's, I know it's it going to bring up. This running back class is deep. It is a deep class. But, but the fifth round, that's not the, enough. No, no, it would have to be one of those one of those uh, original three. Two or threes. Yeah, two or three. Yeah. Yes. But I do think this is a running back class where there will be impact running backs in the third round. 
I do think yeah, it could yeah. potentially be. This well, with a team with the needs the Rams have, this I don't is not a team I think is looking that way. Yeah, games. they're not going to add. A, like I was just, I was just saying, like they're in a rebuild. After they're last not year, adding too, a running back. They already added Kyron. They're look not. Going, they're not going to be adding a. Re, they're not going to be adding <laughs> a running back. And then when you look at the, and when you look at just, I mean, that's going to be so much opportunity for him. And I just saw wonder, the there are free agents last year. There are free agents. I just wonder with Cam Akers, like there were like fifty million over. There's so much cap right now, pay? though. There's you know, no what am I going to have to pay? You don't have the space for that. But the he thing really with Cam Akers, like he's not getting a ton of receiving work as it is. They don't have to bring in a super talented second or high paid second running back. He's not valued very high as it is right now. Like they bring in another one who's even halfway decent. Like he's just there's not going to be. It's going to be hard to sell him. He's for, someone that's kind of like. If I'm there on the I'm clock nine. and I like the price, I'm okay taking him. I'm excited. But I'm not for him. like, I'm not excited. I'm not. If excited. I was going to take an asset in that range with like injury, like uh, issues and complicating question marks, I would just rather prefer Rashad Bateman, who's just like a, oh. a, a wide receiver, first round pick, like just not nearly a significant injury. I just think you see why receivers are going to bounce back and have. I could tell Erickson careers. wanted to go back at me when I said Rashad Bateman was not it. And I, I feel like there were so many people who wanted to go back at me at the same time yeah. that we just kind of moved on. But we, we know that I do not like Rashad Bateman. And now, yeah. Who would you I'm prefer, okay. K-Makers okay or Bateman? Bateman? I'm okay with Bateman. But yeah, I'm, I'm, truly, I'm truly in on K-Makers. I think, he's a, I think he's a buy. And I think he showed, like, everyone's concerned about his health and crap. I think he actually showed, like, if you watched his last, I watched his last four games, every single touch he received, he actually looked really good running the football and not just like looked good. The numbers showed as well. He averaged 2.7 yards after contact per attempt. That would have been eighth in the NFL this past year. I just feel the that there's year. no upside in the receiving game and the offense is going to be bad. I think it's not going to, I know, good. but you have a quarterback, you have a quarterback situation where they're only going to dump off where they see pressure. And acres has acres has absolutely proven. He can catch the ball, not he an has, elite level. He has 27 he catches can. in 29 games. He's played in his career. If That's you're buying him, he could catch the ball. Yeah, no, but a lot of those games he was hurt, not fully healthy. Well, okay, he so he started back. 14 games and he has 27 receptions total. When you look at the game where he's truly the lead back, he's getting decent receiving work. Not anything uh, special. I agree. How decent could it be if there's limited. only 27 catches in total? Well, the last I, last four games, not... like what Hutch was talking about, last four games, he definitely got a little bit more. He had like, what, eight? eight or nine catches. Yeah, he was he had, basically averaging like two for 20. He had three, in a, in the two, game. one, and three. There's there's very exactly. little upside that's not, that's not for his value. No, even if he produces an RB2 he's, season, he's, even he's if he's the starter for the whole year, he, at his age now, with the injury history, multiple seasons of, of question marks. 25. That's even, considered old for a running back. By, by the end of the year. in June, just for the people to know. Oh, really? 24? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, with with a torn Achilles, how high can he go? Let's say he finishes his Not very. It's why I'm not really in on him. He, the market is not going to go crazy for him, even if he has a really good year, back-end RB one year. So it, the value, like, He's kind of in that, um, it's just not, he's in not that, there. like, range of dynasty where I, there's, like, a 20 to 25 player range where I'm like, can I just please skip these 20 to 25 players and either trade up to players I really want above them or trade down and get other players that I'm much more comfortable with the value below him. He's in that range. He's just a player that's like, uh, okay, cam makers, whatever. I, I don't have any particular, his value's fine. I don't have any particular real opinion on him. He's just, he's there. I, I think the, I do, I do like what David said though. Like the value isn't going to significantly increase, even if he has a really good season, 
But if you're like a competing team that's looking to win a championship this year, K-Makers is going like, K-Makers could absolutely yeah, but help we, you get there. We that's know the that everybody should be buying him. But we all know that RB2 the... have plenty of assets. Already, you know, the RB2 the is the most weekly replaceable position in fantasy football. We know that. We, yeah. we know that. It's the easiest one to replace on a week-to-week basis. It's the most volatile, the least valuable. Like, we don't, that's the one I target last. So that's the last thing I worry about. So that's why all those players are just kind of mid for me. You don't see me with a lot of running backs in that range. I don't like any of them. It's not Cam Akers specifically. I just don't take them. Yeah, that zone. I like running backs later. Like, why not just trade back if you're going to start trade back and take Antonio Gibson in the the 11th or 12th round? Uh, I prefer Antonio Gibson at his cost over Cam Akers at his cost if I had to choose. Yeah, but I don't see any tangible upside that much higher for Cam Akers than Antonio Gibson. I think there's more upside with Cam Akers, but if I Yeah, Cam Akers should be a workhorse back. Based on cost, I like uh, Antonio Gibson does not have that upside at all. Antonio Gibson's price is better. It's about four to five rounds later. So it's a non-premium asset, whereas Cam Akers, you're still spending a relatively high pick that I would rather trade away or spend on something else. Uh, okay, yeah, we talked about this. If Eckler's reps do go out and seek a trade, watch out for Miami. Ooh, I could see that. I could see yeah. that. I mean, it's, it's if. You know, we'll see. I think that's the kind of thing, like, we'll talk about a possible trade when it happens because I don't think that just because Eckler demanded a trade means it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't no, think it's not a at all. This is not a Chargers board. are not going to be like, yeah. but imagine though, I want to, I just want to hit, throw this out there. Do the Chargers have their first round pick or no? Yes. They do, yeah. right? I'm at, yeah, what, if, what if they pick Bijan? What if you put Bijan in that offense? I think that given Bijan's combine, I don't think Bijan's going to be there. I think Bijan's yeah. going to be gone. Yeah. yeah, they might have to trade up, but just imagine. Just imagine. Eckler clearly just wants to get paid. Eckler doesn't actually want a trade. Eckler wants a new contract. And this is what he's trying to demand. He's making $6 million this year, and then he's looking at everyone else. These guys making $12, million, Like I think that's what he wants. At least 10 Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But if what he's saying is if you won't give me a new contract, trade me to a team that will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. I think I will say that Eckler's would take a massive value hit going to Miami. I, I wouldn't. Oh, he said just about anywhere. I mean, anywhere. Yeah, that's true. Honestly. Where's he going to go that has as good of a quarterback and no competition? And yeah, well, I mean, there's some competition, but not Kansas from the running back spot. Not. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, in terms of target. what do you put him in Kansas City? But also, offer. like, well, not even that, check also they're not like, trading the in the Kansas. They're not trading into connection. Yeah, I, I would, I would doubt that too. The same division, too. probably not gonna work. I think but, the best. So. I mean, I don't know what's the best scenario. I mean, what's the best landing spot if you could put him anywhere? Yeah, because you want it. You want Miami's a spot close where to the top, no. I mean, you want a spot where it's a good offense, and then you want pass catching upside. That's and you, you want, want not a lot of competition. Miami's the best. And uh, I, I mean, Miami's a good spot from a running. Oh. Internet maybe fell apart there. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, pretty good. Where's the yeah? Miami's a good spot. Yeah. There aren't a lot yeah, of good I, spots, you know. There aren't. Yeah, the, yeah, the it's, oh, it's really really weird. What uh, happened? Sorry, I, I went to go look at the the landing spots and I did it on our, our tab that I was. Oh yeah, so. oh, that's, <laughs> that's a classic uh, streamyard well, faux that uh, is yeah, I would say Miami is a good landing spot, but I would still rather him stay in, in on the Chargers. Yeah, Tua would definitely give him a lot certainty of certainty there. Very little competition you know? for running back spots there. And it's a good offense. It's a really good offense. I mean, you got Tyreek Hill, John Waddle, Tua, 
Like, he was a top three running back in points per game. It's going to be very hard, no matter where he goes, if it's not the Chargers, to just have that level of certainty. I agree uh, with that. So it's going to be hard oh, yeah, to, to find mm-hmm. anywhere that's not staying in L.A. for it to be, not be a negative for his value. Give Khalil mm-hmm. Herbert received 203. I'll take 203. <laughs> yeah. 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 Khalil yeah, Herbert is not even good. He, he's a I might take 303 for Khalil. Mm, I wouldn't take 303. <sighs> no. I Only because not. I know you can sell him for more. But I do think yeah, you no, probably have better thing. bets at 303. As soon as, as, as Khalil Montgomery goes somewhere else, I feel like you might have a Yes, a, a window better, to sell. Yeah, here's the thing. And I take Khalil Herbert. I do like buying him in Dynasty a little bit, like if it's really, really cheap. Because but he's not cheap. Yeah, he's not. That's the thing. If you can try him instantly. Yeah, you can try to find him for yeah. cheap. But here's the thing: if if Dan Montgomery leaves and there is even a window of time where Dan, Khalil Herbert is the lead back, people are going to be like, Twitter is going he's to be one that I think for like Khalil Herbert, and people are going to go crazy. And it's going to be a great opportunity to sell. Yeah, him. I, I, I think it's the kind of thing though that but this is. It's one of those I've things you should have bought. Herbert for a three and then be doing this deal now. Yeah, <laughs> like, you should have bought Herbert for a three yeah. in November. But I think the people and who then, had yeah. Herbert know this is coming and this isn't going to work on them. I have seen people draft Herbert in January startups at a, a price I liked and then tell them to do this now. So I have seen that work. But for someone who's had Herbert the whole time, they probably knew this was coming. So it's mm-hmm. not going to work as well. But I, I would obviously take this. Uh, Alan mm-hmm. takes bigger shots than Lamar. Yeah, but Alan's a lot bigger than Lamar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Josh Allen is huge compared to Lamar. Yeah, uh, I was, I was, I think I was mentioning that earlier. Compared, like, compared Lamar to Josh Allen, the scary. Hits. They're not the same player. I don't know why they're people not. Them. No, because Josh not, Allen they don't have much in Lamar. Really. Lamar will juke you so hard that you break your ankles, but Josh Allen will run through you. I mean, they have t- as much in common as a lot of other players, but they're very different. They're not yes. the same person. No, yeah. but it's not unfounded comparison to make. No. They're both athletic quarterbacks that can run the football. And are above average passers. Yes. Obviously, Lamar's the better rusher, and obviously, Allen's the better passer. Yeah, Allen. Yes. Allen's a very I mean, different kind yeah. of passer. Yeah, um, Lamar's actually pretty good throwing short, shot. actually. There was a study done on that. Um, this give Watson, uh, Amari Cooper, and 201 for Lamar in 307. I like uh, Watson a lot too. I feel like he's I a buy too. I am not in on Watson at all. You're even more Hutch is even more out on Watson than I am. Yeah, I'm kind of out. I, I don't think that I think he's gonna be good, but never great. I don't think that we're gonna see him as one of those top guys anymore. Like I just don't it, think it's that the happens. kind of thing here where like I don't his contract for the next few years is gonna be Watson. so funny though. He's a sixty four million cap hit in twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five, and twenty twenty six. Given this price, it's, it's not even all that great. To- no. It's adding some. It's adding like the eleventh rookie, which is significant, and Amari, which is worth a lot more than three hundred seven, uh, to get to go from Watson to Lamar. So like the value is probably on the Watson side, but yep. I guess I'm just higher on Watson than you guys. Like I know you didn't think he was great. Like uh, coming off a long period, you referenced how he, you know, is the same Calvin Ridley is just like uh, Deshaun Watson. You know, he he obviously mm-hmm. wasn't great, but he was. Not able to practice with the yeah, team but if for I've, I'm out. weeks. Thrown in the last time he played, he threw 4,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, seven picks. He still paced for 500 rushing yards if, this year. If I'm so out, I'm on, very much valuing him. Highly. If I'm out on Deshaun Watson. Hutch is way beyond. I'm him. not out on him because I'm like listed as a buy in my rankings. Because I'm not that out. I don't think compared to. 
You like uh, where are you having ranked like an early or mid second round pick in a startup draft? Uh, I have ranked in the first round, sixteenth overall. What? What did you say, John? Sixteenth overall. So okay, yeah, I'm, two, I'd probably be around. Overall, like, I'd probably be around like eighteen twenty if I if so I. You're a little bit. I don't. Hard. I don't have like I don't do like dice rankings like that, but I'd probably be like eighteen twenty. You should. Overall. I don't know why you don't. Yeah, I sh- yeah. <laughs> I could do that. I could do that. Uh, I think he's still you know, a first round starter. Well, you have right? talked about. I mean, Hutch, you've talked about like starting a, a Patreon. Patreon. That'd be that's, yeah. I'd like, that's that, like a that, must. that light bulb. That light bulb just went off in my head. I was like, like that's a must. Great. If you don't have that, people aren't gonna go for it. That's that's like, like the yeah. first thing you should sell. So that, that would be yeah, very great. Yeah, that that's that's something you should start doing because it's gonna help you. It's one of the I biggest things that up. helps me do this. Like when I'm doing this show, it's a lot easier. I can just look and say, "Oh, I have him ranked there." I don't have to be like, you know, up in the air. I just am like, I can just read it. And then yeah, occasionally really we is. have something like with Ridley that happened earlier or other players where I'm like, mm, I don't know if I like that rank. And then I can talk about it and change it after the show and go back and do some adjustments and changes. Uh, so it even helps yeah. you with that. Uh, okay. What running backs do you think are being undervalued that you think are worth buying? Well, usually my answer to this is running backs typically are overvalued. Um, are there any that I feel are worth? Oh, man. Are there any that I really genuinely feel are undervalued and I'm actually buying at their price? Because I'm looking at the ADPs. Josh Jacobs, maybe, uh, depending on the value. His recent ADP, I like, but I don't know if that's going to be, you know. I like Jacobs, too. I think you can pivot off some of the other top running backs, too, and get a pretty significant plus, like pivoting off of a lot of ETN uh, to get to, like, a Josh I'm just, Jacobs. I'm looking at these prices, and they're not undervalued. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I would agree in general. I would say over, over, much. over. I'm just reading through the names. They're all overvalued. Especially with this class. I don't want to like. go out and buy running backs, but there's one guy yeah. who kind of sticks out to me who, I again, I like as a pivot down target. That's Ramondre Stevenson. I mean, ooh, that's a good one. I think where, the, I like where he's going right now. High, though. But that's why I said as a pivot down target because I don't love drafting him over the wide receivers in his range in a startup, do I. but I do think you can yeah, I agree with that. trade Travis Etienne, Kenneth Walker, uh, Josh Jacobs, maybe an Austin Eckler, uh, you know, some of these other running backs and get it. it, it talk about some of the upper guys, Saquon JT, you can get pretty significant plus going to Ramondre Stevenson. Like if I could sell Saquon for Ramondre in a 2024 one, I'm certainly a running I'm back. leaning towards the one side on that. I would think. Yeah, and running back that we were, we were talking about the class. There's a running back in the class that I think is actually very undervalued. I think he's going a little too low in dynasty superflex drafts, and that's Jameer Gibbs. I feel like Jameer Gibbs could be the RB one of a lot of classes lately, and I feel like Bijan Robinson's hype, well deserved. Bijan Robinson hype is completely just throwing Jameer Gibbs in a place where he shouldn't be. He's an elite pass catcher. He is so quick on his feet. He's so good with the ball in his hands, and I think that he's going to be a. I think he could so be a star. If we include so I would like rookies, I would have. Jameer Gibbs, um, either at uh, running back seven or eight. It's close. Well, yeah. well, I think it's funny to say if we include rookies because I think that's a that's the point you hit on here is because if there is an undervalued running back here, it probably is going to be a rookie. We talk about someone who's got yep. the upside. Bijan is not Bijan Robinson. Bijan is going to be RB. That's what I'm saying. We're talking yeah. about. Uh, who doesn't have a lot of value right now. So obviously we have Bijan and Gabes and then Charbonnet is getting up there. But the RB4 in this class, there are good profiles. And right now the 201 is like a 10th round startup. We talk about guys like well, that's way uh, Ken- Kendra Miller. We talk about uh, Zach Evans, uh, Devin A-Chain, like Devon these guys. Yeah. Uh, I like Kendra Miller the most of the bunch because I think he's yeah, same uh, here. 
He's an early declare. He averaged over six and a half yards per carry uh, for his career. Uh, he he's got he's the size up. build. I he's mean, got the size build. So I could see in my ranks. one of those rookies. If they have a good rookie year, they're a lot more likely to go up into um, that fourth, fifth round say, startup range than a guy like any of these other veterans we could name who's undervalued right now. I think I would rather have. I mean, it depends on where Gibbs ends up being ranked, but I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to rank him ahead of guys like Najee Harris or. You know, Josh, oh, yeah. the aforementioned oh, yeah. Josh Jacobs. Ooh, um, that one's where we get a little spicy. Uh, Jacobs was the top I mean, three just, running back in points per game this I'll year. Always take Sorry, would you have ranked yeah. over Jacobs? I'll always take the years. Gibbs. Uh, but that's a lot of production I won't to Gibbs leave over on Jacobs. the table there. I want Gibbs over Jacobs. In yeah, it's just the kind of thing where if I'm wrong and the production tough, doesn't yeah, deliver on both players, I'll lose a lot less value with Gibbs. Than but I if you're rostering one oh, of those wait, players, if you, you probably want a running back to produce like this year. Like if you're rostering, Josh I think Jacobs I just don't. With, I what find can myself Gibbs goes to Los Angeles to replace Austin Eckler. Adding because that would be. I would like, probably take hypotheticals. Him over I, I mean, he's always. But he yeah, 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 David. I see. Yeah, you take him over Jacobs then. Like landing spot today. That's hard, mate, because. Yeah. Even if you like Gibbs more for the long term, there's going to be an in-season market. And, and if people are rostering running backs and wanting them, there's a good chance you're able to trade Josh Jacobs. I, I will Jameer say Gibbs, plus Gibbs at some point in season. If Gibbs goes in the first round, he'll be worth more than Jacobs. He'll be worth more because oh, if yeah. he, running backs who go in the first oh, round, yeah. the hit yeah. rate of running backs who go in the first round is very high. Yeah, I, yeah. I, will, I will hear that. But pre-NFL draft, pre-landing spot – it's hard for me to take I that. I have my eye on Kansas Atlanta. City at, at 31, and I'm just like crossing. Yeah, that's a good, that's a that's spot. That's the one that I want. That's a spot. That's a For that's Gibbs, if I could, if I could put him anywhere, it would be. And it would be great, though, because Gibbs in, in there, and Gibbs in there, you have Pacheco, who's more of like a grinder-style running back. Not, and you get Gibbs, who's... It's funny, I have Philly as the, like, I really don't want him to go there. No, oh my God, that's you do not want Jameer Gibbs in Philly. Jameer Gibbs is not playing one for because Philly... One before. Yeah, because Philly does not yeah. throw the running backs. And you're Gibbs. What you want for him in fantasy is the fact that he can pass. No, it. you want Gibbs yeah. to take uh, like a 70% share with majority receiving work and working yes, alongside Isaiah Pacheco is exactly the fit for him. Yep. To take 70% perfect. majority receiving share and Pacheco can work on those harder yards. Hell, McKinnon was a league winner in that role. Oh, but yeah. that's exactly <laughs> You see what I'm saying, right? McKinnon was, yeah, exactly. Jarek McKinnon, 30-year-old Jarek McKinnon, was a league winner in that He did score a ton of touchdowns that time. Though. If he, he goes to KC, you know, he, he probably gets vaulted could, into the 102 Jameer Gibbs could be an upgrade on that. Oh, oh 100%. Goes, uh, Jameer Gibbs is in Kansas City. He's in the flex. 102 conversation. I think but right I now think for he'd me, be in the conversation. Like the I think Bijan is such he's an there. untouchable prospect that he'll be one on one no matter what. But he could go to Baltimore and he'd still be one on one over Gibbs in Kansas City. Gibbs, I think, would work his way into the tier of the quarterbacks in Superflex and yeah. the clear one hundred two. Right now, he's my clear one hundred four, and it's not like it's like. And I think JSN's I got take, a better. I take better over JSN. I have Gibbs at six right now. I have Gibbs is my clear one hundred four. I'll take him over JSN every day of the week. And uh, take him every over Richardson? Day of the week? Oh, every day. Yep, I'll take him over Richardson. I can't. I'll take him over the upside over. with Richardson so much higher. Especially if you're managing a portfolio that every day once, of the weekend is just that, completely wrong. I, I, I know that Richardson is going to go in the top I just don't believe five in of the NFL draft. I really don't. I, 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 I don't if believe Richardson goes in the top five of the NFL draft, like everyone is saying he's going to, then that's saying that it doesn't matter that I didn't like him. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The NFL loved him. Fantasy upside's there. Combine was, you can say it's double counting, but it's not. Trey Lance counting. went in the top five. Yeah. And you know what? If he had been healthy, maybe a lot of and that he's is still valued as a third round starter. He's still valued too high 
after two years of nothing, he's still valued too high. He still has that insulation of value. Running back doesn't deliver. They go down very quickly after two years of failure. Trey Lance has done zero in two years. You can still get a lot for him. So that's my argument for taking someone like Anthony Richards. If he gets the draft capital, he's going to care. He has like the insulated value of insulated values. So I'll be taking him. If he gets top five capital, I'm, I'm going to be deciding between, you know, is he going to be 102, 103, 104? I mean, I, I can't. I can't, like, not. Right? I mean, I feel like you have to. I do wonder where he's going to land, though. I'm very interested in that. I'm very interested to it's see where he goes. It's tough because I feel like Stroud and Young are really good prospects. Oh, they are. They are, right. absolutely. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's hard they are. to... I don't want to pass on, on them Richardson either. Them. I mean, you're talking about quarterbacks in a super flex. We have a, a, a problem with quarterbacks. I mean, there's like 12, 13, 14 guys you really like, but you need to start 24 in a super flex. 24 players start. It is like 12, 13, 14 you really like. So there's a shortage. If Stroud and Young come in and are just good, they're going to be valued as borderline first round startup picks. So that's, I'm not saying I don't want that. I think it's I'm, kind of reinforcing to me that you really need to be holding 105 and like 106 until draft day because we I talk have about, them. In Trade Addicts 8, I have 105 and 106, and I haven't even really explored moving like them. I'm if, just holding We them. talk about if all right, Gibbs gets a good landing spot, you get if someone takes JSN too, he gets a good landing spot. What is good QB? Say they go to Detroit or Seattle, you're now getting them at the 106 because they're going to fall See, behind me, JSN and Gibbs. I'm more holding it because when I get on the clock with the 105, depending on who's left, I can look at the teams that need X, Y, or Z and try to exploit them. Yeah. I have a and team you can that can sell I, more than one player. You have more. Well, it's also markets. the kind of thing where I have a team, I have uh, Lawrence, Herbert, and Lamar. So, and then I have, other, I have plenty of, I, I'm good everywhere. So I don't need anything. So I can just wait to trade it for whatever I want. But I agree with you, 105 and 106, I haven't even explored moving them. I'm just sitting on them. Because they're going to be worth the most when we're on the clock. That that we definitely know. Um, you just got to yeah, be active when you're on the clock. It's the very end of critical. Tier. That's like the end of that like that kind of like top tier when it comes to this yeah. class. The 105, 106, people are going to be desperate for those picks when they're on the clock. I also have a lot of other picks. So it, it makes it harder for people to move up, which makes it more likely that they'll overpay. Uh, love the content and takes. Appreciate the information. Yeah, no, I, I love doing this. It's been the longest show I've done in a while. But I don't even feel that tired, which is good. Uh, trade Herbert on 24-4th for 24-2nd. It's pretty good. I'll take it. You know, it's not as good as a 203. That would have been better. Oh, I thought he was talking Justin still. I'm like, wait, what? I'm confused. Thoughts <laughs> on Tyler Algier? Uh, I think he's better than people expected and better than, I think, the perception. But that's not going to stop Atlanta from uh, adding another running back. Yeah. I don't so. think he's as good as people think. Uh, that- you, I probably think he's about as good as you do. That system was extremely running back friendly. Um, I got the stat here, but I'm pretty sure every single running back in that system averaged over four yards per carry, averaged over every back two, in that system was decently efficient. I do over I do two yards per contact after attempt, every single one of them. And we talk about like the PFF grades as well. Caleb Huntley is like grading and he's got basically like a mirror stats as Tyler Algier. Like he was not any worse than Tyler Algier was. So that system, we talk about the Arthur Smith system with, with the quarterback, the read option, is benefiting whoever's back there. Tyler Gillespie's not going to catch the ball. He's not a great athlete. Uh, he just was not a highly drafted player. He's extremely replaceable. I could see them drafting Bajon Robinson. Uh, it's hard at eight, but if they trade down but- a little and then maybe do it. I, I do think, though, that regardless of who they draft or what they do, I, 
I would be stunned if there are no additions to the Falcons' backfield between now and the start of the season. I think there will be additions, especially on a team that wants to run this much. They've publicly declared that they're, they're looking essentially at yes. They you're we like Tyler, but we will be making additions. Uh, kind of like I did that, with the show. We all like Tyler, but we we've been making additions to the show. Uh, that that system was so funny. Tyler. That system was so funny though, and I still think about every you know every once in and a now while. Now they added John Smith when, to it. Yeah, but when Mariota threw that pick in the in the red zone, and then they just went to nineteen straight runs or whatever it was, oh like I, I still think about that every every few weeks, and I just laughed to myself. It's like it was so funny. He was like, "I'm fed up with you. You're not allowed to throw the ball." And then he just went twenty straight runs, and it and it worked. <laughs> it was where they yeah. they scored. They it was working for them. And all right, but, let's uh, yeah, let's get to the last couple. So, do you think Atlanta finds a way to get Lamar Jackson? I, I think that I'd be teams. Tough. I think move. that if Lamar Jackson has not signed a contract until after the draft and it becomes a 2024 first and 2025 first to get him, which is what happens after the draft with the two first round picks, that's a lot more appealing to teams. I think that there would be some teams that might be interested then that are not now. Um, also, after free agency has settled, teams still have cap space, whatever, that somehow they have cap space to absorb a contract. There's ways you can structure it to do it. Uh, so it's a low cap hit year one and more in the future. But the regardless, I think there will be some teams that kind of strike out in free agency in the draft, don't have a quarterback, and look after the draft. I don't think anyone signs Lamar to an offer sheet between now and the start of the draft. Just, uh, it seems like nobody's going to give him the contract that he wants that the Ravens won't match. It I just think seems no, like whatever anyone would give him is something the Ravens would match. I think right no now. one's interested in exploring that option right now. I think that... In after the draft in May, teams may take another look after they know they didn't get what they wanted in the first round and explore that option then. But I don't think teams are interested in doing that right now. I, I, I do think it's possible a team tries later. I really do not expect Lamar to sign any offer sheets before May, personally. And we'll see what happens then. But I will say it, it provides a cloud of uncertainty over the Ravens that this is kind of hanging over them until they sign Lamar or he signs the franchise tag, which is not like done and dusted until July 15th. Like July 15th is when all this stuff goes off, uh, him signing with other teams, him being able to negotiate extension with the Ravens. That all goes off the table on July 15th, which is a long time from now. Yeah. So we just have to be aware of that. I do feel like the longer this takes and just like the more reports we get, it's just like, I feel like it's going to be some team that is like more off the radar than we, than we kind of think. Cause we feel, I feel like there's, you know, there's a list of 10, 10 to 12 teams that it kind of makes sense. They have the picks, the capital to do it, but I just like, but it's just been so weird with a lot of these teams immediately coming out and saying, you know, and yeah, it could be like, you know, protect your current quarterback in case you strike out, whatever it is. But I just, I just have this weird, you know, it just like feeling that it's going to be some team that's much more under the radar than, than a lot of these big, big name teams that he's been linked to over and over again, like Atlanta, for example. And so I'll, I'm very excited and curious to see where that is. Yeah. I do think it'll play out later though. So we'll, we'll figure it out later. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about Gibbs not getting red zone touches. He's smaller than other receiving backs that also get red zone touches. I think if he's good, he'll get them. He's the same uh, size as Chris Johnson and Jamal. I, 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 I don't have this as a major concern. <laughs> I, I'm not, it's not the red zone touches. What Austin Eckler me is got I need, red zone work. <laughs> I need him to go to a team where he's going to get receiving touches. That's very important. 
That's very important. You should be focused more. You know, they teams give red zone touches to a variety of running backs, uh, regardless of size. But it's receiving touches that sometimes some offenses just don't have those. And and that is, I have noticed that just because you have a running back that's good in the receiving game does not mean that the offense passes to the running back. It's the one part of it that feel I feel like coaches stick to their scheme instead of exploiting their talent. So that is my one concern. If he goes to somewhere like Philly. Really don't want him. To. I mean, who's a high-end running back that's good at receiving that doesn't get receiving work? I feel like talent dictates usage for that. Not always. I mean, so if name you one. Say, name Saquon one. last year. Saquon Barkley's receptions went out the window. Went, went he had from, over fifty receptions. No, it was fine, but it wasn't. It, if you notice, when we went from Eli Manning to Daniel Jones, the receptions went way down. It did. What about ETN last year? demanding targets. I'm just saying that it's. It is something that I feel is controlled more by the surrounding scheme than by the running back itself. So I wouldn't I, it say is, more by. He had 57 receptions this I year. I think J.K. I mean, Dobbins can catch just fine, but he's been I think about, he's good in the receiving game, but he's stuck on the Ravens. ETM, example, I feel one. like that's a better example. That's fair. Of someone yeah. that's that ETN's another one. J.K. Dobbins, like I said, is another great, one. Yeah, but like we we know Etienne is a great pass catcher, and that's like what I he was Jake known. I don't know he's great. I don't know. Plus, he's pa- great. pass catcher coming into the NFL, and he just landed on the Ravens, who don't throw the running back at all. Like, yeah, I think if Jake Dobbins on another team would have had plenty of receiving work. I'm not saying that. I it think, doesn't yeah, Jake Dobbins is anything. fine as a receiver. He's not. I don't think he's anything special, yeah. though. I feel like I agree. I feel like he would have. I feel like he would have demanded something. Yeah, he's, he's absolutely been, being he's limited been by, the, by the Ravens passing ball. Joe Mixon is another it. one. I feel like Joe Mixon is actually a good receiver, but he's stuck on the Bengals who just for he's whatever reason. He's had a plenty fine receiving not career. Really. What are you talking not, about? Not really. It's never Joe been Mixon? what we've Joe Mixon has never been what, what we What do you wanted. envision Joe Mixon as? Oh, I mean, I would expect Joe Mixon this year was the first year we finally got. We got 60 receptions. I mean, before this year, he didn't have a single year with 50. I mean, I would have expected him to cross 50 yeah. in one of the first five years of his career. But he had about 40 twice. Like, I feel like you're... That's just not... Yeah, but I, I think he's better than that. I think if you were on other teams... That's a teams, high expectation. Like, it is. 40 reception it is. is If you're going to be elite, good, it, it, it is. is. It's a high expectation. It is. <laughs> I, I think he, on other teams, might have done a little bit better than that. You I mean, you look at fantasy running backs, you have to, like, for pass catching work, if you want to truly be elite, like, when you look at running backs for the past five years... Just under seventy percent of them caught fifty passes at least in their season. But again, Joe Mixon is not a guy who would ever. Joe Mixon doesn't profile to ever have a ceiling above sixty receptions. That's not the kind of player. Well, I just feel like he was low for his career. If he had been on another team, yeah, sure. And I'm not saying situation can't affect that. You got to put that into context as well. I still feel like he's been within his range as a running back, and you know, obvious situations. I just do feel that team, the quarterback. And the scheme dictates running back receptions a lot more than maybe I'd like. So I do have some concerns if he goes to somewhere like Philly. So I, I will not, not that I'm not going to draft it. I'm still going to draft, <laughs> but I'd much rather he goes to Kansas City. Or you know, there's quite a few other teams that I would be fine with, but uh, Philly not not on my list. Baltimore very much not on my list. I uh, very much don't want him to go there. Um, <laughs> Bijan, I don't care as much because Bijan is elite everywhere. He's elite everywhere. He's great at everything. I don't, I don't care where he goes. He's going to be excellent no matter what. Um, I'm very excited about him, by the way. Very excited to see how far yeah. he goes. I'm really. This is like a test. I feel like for running back value in the current NFL, how high does he go? This is a test of where NFL teams are thinking. 
Does he go top 10? I think if this were 10 years ago, I think he would go top 10. Absolutely. Where does he go now? How, how have uh, yeah. teams shifted their thinking? So I think that's going to be very interesting. I'm just curious from kind of forgetting fantasy, just kind of from a curiosity perspective. Um, but yeah, anyone got stuff they want to plug? I think uh, we plugged it pretty much for the most part at the beginning. Follow me. Yeah, on that Twitter was two and a half hours ago. <laughs> yeah. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Hutchison B underscore FF and all the content I do, you can find from there. I host my own podcast and multiple jobs in the industry. Post all the time on Twitter. Got any questions? You can always DM me. So I love that. Always here. Yeah, me as well. You can just follow me on Twitter at Guru Fantasy World WRLD. As you can see, uh, all the behind the scenes stuff you can get access to at the Guru Fantasy World Patreon. Uh, like Tyler said, obviously, we have to start with the rankings. You're going to get access to my top 250. Each player has also got a buy, sell, hold tag, a note listed, uh, recommended trades to make with those players. Also going to get access to the tight end anatomical checklist. We're just charting every tight end, basically putting color coding on it. So you can see the whole profile across the board. You'll get access to our Groove Fantasy World Discord. Uh, it's not just me. You can also ask other analysts like uh, Akash and Nelly, who are, who are both great follows on Twitter as well. Oh, God, I love Akash. Shout out. Shout out to Akash. Well. So definitely would recommend uh, joining the Discord tier if you're going to join the Patreon. But yeah, that's where you can follow, find all my stuff there. Um, yeah. I, uh, I actually didn't promote anything uh, earlier. But yeah, if, you, if you're here and you watch the end of a two and a half hour video, uh, please like and comment and subscribe to the channel. Uh, my Patreon is in the show comment links at the bottom. And, you know, I, I love Toronto Dave and I always, I've always appreciated his support over the last uh, two and a half to three years. Maybe even some longer than that. I don't remember. But a long time. So I appreciate him. Long time listener. Um, and yeah, I just appreciate everyone who put comments in the chat, watch the show or anything like that. And, you know, I thank all the co-hosts and guests for coming on. And I will be back here tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. Eastern uh, covering the rest of the news in the free agency tampering period, talking about some other things we didn't get to today. Uh, and, yeah, I will see you all then. Peace. Thank you. Thank you.